Oh, would you look at that? There's a new episode of the Black Cast on my phone, ready to play right now. Listening to Black Cast. I don't want to watch what's on the TV. iTunes that put on the BC. Podcasts on, no talking to me. Listening to Black Cast. Keep up on comics and movies. Two phone ring, I answer hoodies. I can't talk, call back if you please. Listening to Black Cast. Welcome to the Black Cast. As always, I am Christian Blatt, and seemingly as always, we'll be talking about Black Widow and we'll be talking about Loki, but not as always, we'll be talking to some different people. Uh, first of all, to uh, screen write, which I guess is also my right, even though because you're not really here, it's sort of a weird thing. I'm used to sort of via being in a studio next to someone and you say like, screen right, really my left, but really you're no, you're not that close to where I am. but. Katie Komodo, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. And uh, you and I used to do the uh, Agents of Shield after show. I think that's yes, how we got we to know did. each other. Yes. And uh, we were we were there right on through to the end, to the uh, to the final episode. Yep. Rip. And uh, someone that uh, I've known since uh, before the land before time. Jeff Duray of the Black Cast. That's a pretty great. Uh, that's a pretty great uh, thing to have on your resume, right? Yeah, pretty much got me all the jobs I have. <laughs> well, it's, it's not entirely uh, untrue. Uh, well, uh, we have uh, been spending a lot of time. Obviously, we've been doing weekly recaps of Loki on Marvel Movie News. Nope, Marvel Movie Talk which is a very similar show to the one that I said, but, and Hey, uh, Cami Egan recognizes you. It says, Hey, it's Katie, the con girl. It is. And yes. That is one of the places people know you from, right? The, yes, con guys? the con guys. Um, and then we just launched our sister site, the con girls. Uh, so that one is for the lady side of the con guy. Uh, it's, uh, all female perspectives of stuff. Uh, and we, I started it with one of the other sisters, that I know and my roommate. So, but yes, I am the con girl, one of the con girls of the con guy, but also a con girl. So, yeah. Well, and uh, before we being a con artist, like you just scam people and you're giving them advice on how to, you like, know, there is some confusion about that. Uh, it's actually oh. called the con guy because we talk about conventions and all that stuff. Oh, so we do not con people. Uh, I thought so, this yeah. was like matchstick men. So, no, 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 no. It's yeah, not that see, colorful, I, I promise. I, I actually thought that the guys and you were all like Sawyer from Lost. You know, mm. all just really elaborate cons of uh, trying to trying to get women out of their money. You know, my friend would not be offended by that comment. <laughs> he loved Lost. So. I mean, it, it's, uh, I, I, you know, uh, as I, I'm, I'm on record as, uh, boy, I sure loved Lost right up until the finale. And then uh, I'd like it seared from my brain as a result. But, you know, before we dive into talking about uh, this movie and the show, you know, you're talking about the con guys and the con girls. And uh, I'm sure people can just find those everywhere, right? On whatever platform where they find podcasting and on YouTube and all the good places, Katie. Yep. Uh, Spotify. Apple. Oh, did, did they? They had. Uh, they had. They had. They're giving that uh, Joe Rogan money to everybody, right? Over at Spotify. So if you're just I, on Spotify, you get some, right? No idea. 
Oh, so no, I guess not. Okay, so you didn't get like a billion dollars. <laughs> no, definitely not. Okay. I would probably have a, a, a better studio if that was the case. Yeah, they, okay, so they probably ran out of all their money uh, and gave probably. it to, to Joe. But uh, what I was going to bring up before we dive into the, the movie and, and the sh this show is it seems like, uh, at least in certain parts of the country, cons are actually happening, not just virtually. I know uh, here in Southern California, I think in December, they're looking yeah. to do Comic-Con Revolution out in Ontario, which oh. is uh, one that I've been to a, a couple of times. It's, you know, you gotta, you gotta wanna head out to Ontario, but uh, they've got some uh, good creators uh, lined up there. Yeah. So uh, do, are there any cons in your near future? And I'm talking about the convention kind, not the, yes. not the, the kind uh, that Jeff wants there to be in your future. Yes, uh, hopefully Los Angeles Comic-Con. Um, it's still supposed to happen in December, but given the current state of things, who knows? Uh, you know, we're kind of backsliding a little bit. I'm hoping it does not mean yeah. it's, it gets canceled. Uh, so that would be my first con in since 2019. I don't yeah. think I went to a convention in the, in the beginning half of 2020. Yeah. So I think San Diego Comic-Con 2019 was my last con. Oh, that's wow. a long time. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a lot. That's already two years. Yeah. So, uh, so in talking about uh, going out of the house, uh, I, I know that uh, one of the big draws for Black Widow, uh, it was even for me too, was that it was the movie that brought me back to the movie theater, uh, the inside movie theater. I'd been to some drive-in movies uh, <laughs> and didn't have a great track record. I saw New Mutants, Tenet, uh, Tom and Jerry, uh, with the kids, but still Tom and Jerry and uh, Mortal Kombat. So, Felix walk out of Tom and Jerry? No, but I, what I'll tell you is uh, Felix and Lucy were like, well, Felix actually said it. It's like, where's Tom and Jerry? Because Tom and Jerry were not in the movie enough. I'll tell you who was it. it. Yeah, yeah, Colin Jost from Saturday Night Live was in that movie. Uh, Hit Girl was in that movie. She's great. Movie's not, but you know, in general, she's she's great in like probably everything else. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of like the humans, and it's like, wait, why why are neither Tom nor Jerry on screen for like five minutes? So uh, it's a valid concern, and uh, you know, that's the kind of hot take film commentary that I hope my son takes to whatever social media is happening in the next few years. Yeah. But. Uh, Jeff, I know you had been to uh, movie theaters a couple times last year, but was Black Widow the first one that you'd been to in a while? Is that correct, or had you uh, seen something else? Oh, no. <laughs> I saw the ultimate summer blockbuster, F9 Escape. Oh, all right. Of course you did. I mean, that I forgot. I see because I, I forgot that that was the, the first big summer blockbuster. And uh, did you go to that with your family as would be appropriate? Yeah, I saw both of them. It was me, Natasha, my sister, and her boyfriend. So it was like the four of us went the first time to like a smaller theater with nice chairs. And I was like, okay, this sucks. I miss LA theaters where they're all huge screens. So yeah. then we went to the IMAX in Boston, which was just a regular ass screen converted to say IMAX, which was frustrating. So normal size theater. I mean, it was a larger theater, especially compared to most around here, but it's yeah. clearly not an IMAX theater. <laughs> like the screen wasn't the right ratio or anything. Oh man. So I was like, okay. Uh, and of course the seats sucked. And of course 
the person behind me kept kicking my chair. So like by the end of the previews, I just turned around. I was like, hey, I'm sure this is an accident, but uh, you're kicking the shit out of my chair. So please just like, don't do that. And then of course, uh, she gave me like a real bitchy face about it. So I was like, awesome, this is gonna be great. And then the guy who was sitting next to her, who I think she said something to, started kicking the shit out of Natasha's chair the whole time. So it was just a lot of fun. And then at the end, they turned around because I stood up and they didn't want to face the consequences <laughs> of being dicks in a fucking movie theater. So it's just like, I'm so glad that I can go back to being in public in movie theaters <laughs> and just having wonderful experiences when I'm hoping for like silence and darkness. It's just, I'm psyched. Go world. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, it, it's funny because there's the, you know, there was sort of a fear of being in movie theaters when they reopened. Not everybody was ready. But then when you actually go and God forbid they're crowded, you're like, oh, yeah, there were all these other reasons that I hated going to the movie before this. And uh, Jeff, I've known you a long time. You seem to always end up seated near. Uh, I, I, look, and, and look. I, I, you and I saw Ant-Man together and uh, there was definitely that that wasn't like in your head there's definitely somehow like annoying people just gravitate towards you. So uh, it, you know what? It's nice to see that the world's getting back to normal and uh, people are being dicks in public again. Yeah. yeah I Honestly, know. Right. So, it makes me want to see, it makes me want to see that new Nicholas Cage uh, movie pig about the pig, truffle. Yeah. Pig, Cause basically I'm like the truffle asshole where like, <laughs> like sniff me out like a truffle and find me so that they can sit around me at movie theaters and ruin my experience. <laughs> and like, well, the thing uh, is, is like, you're not even really an asshole. It's just the people around you are assholes. And well, you, I don't know what it is about, like the, they, they know the person who's gonna be annoyed the most by it and they sit by you. I mean, I, I, well, I have actually told people in the movie theater at some points, like during the movie, been like, shut the hell up. Because, like, I, during Endgame, my second time seeing Endgame, there was this lady next to us who, her friend, who she was with, has not seen a single Marvel movie. And so she's Perfect. trying to explain yeah, everything. It's a great one to start with. She's trying to explain everything <laughs> that's happening in the movie. And it's, like, 30 minutes in the movie. And I'm like, can you shut up? And she's like, I'm sorry, my friend hasn't seen it. I'm like, I don't give a, like, I do not care. If your friend has not seen this movie... Recap them before you get in the theater. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. I, I know people aren't going to say anything, but I know they were all happy that I told that lady to shut the hell up. Oh, they yeah. They wanted to. They were thinking it, but they're like, when, I don't want to do it. But like when when I was a kid, uh, you know, my mom would do it once in a while. And when my mom would tell somebody to shut up, it was because they needed to shut up. And I remember thinking, I'm like, oh, I don't know. How bad is that? When I was a kid, like, do you really need to do that? I was probably a little embarrassed. And then. When I went to see uh, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, perhaps you've heard of it, the finest film in the series, uh, there, were this, there was this group of kids behind me, and they talked every second of the trailers. And I'm like, whatever. And then when the last trailer was over, I turned around, and I, and I was just like, so you guys are going to be quiet now, right? And they're like, yeah. And they did. So I'm like, all right, I guess there's that, you know, and I'm like, that was a good interaction that we had. I, I'm like, I don't need to hear the trailers. You know, it's fine. You know, this was 1999. What was I going to miss a trailer for Meet Joe Black or Armageddon? Yeah, I don't, actually, I don't think either. I think both of those came out before Star Wars. But that's not the point. So 
yeah, there's the actual movie going experience, which it's like a lot of us missed in some ways. But then when you're actually there, I've lucked out in that when the movies that I've gone to haven't been particularly crowded. Uh, I went I, I went to a uh, semi fancy press screening of Black Widow, which where they they were they had a couple of them. So they yeah, they didn't have a huge number of people there. So that was a good way to yeah. kind of put my toe back in. Uh, but yeah, I haven't gone to a big one. So now, Katie, you went to see it. I believe you also saw it at the El Capitan, right? Which is where I my press screen was. I saw it twice. Uh, okay. I saw it at AMC on opening night or the day after, technically Friday, I think it was that it came out. So not Thursday night, but Friday uh, to a completely basically sold out theater. Uh, our group set and like four different groups. Uh, and it was nice to have that experience, like that midnight showing a couple years ago at Endgame, where you have the whole crowd who's just happy to be back at the movies. So there was that. And honestly, I don't really remember a lot of people talking like loudly, like they would whisper to each other, you know, like for appropriate movie speak. But like to hear everybody cheer when the Marvel logo went up, I'm like, I got a little emotional. I was like, this kind of feels like a normal Marvel movie screening. Um, and so that, that theater experience was good. But when I went to El Capitan uh, a week or so later, or I think the weekend, the next week, uh, they still social distanced. So there was maybe five, six other parties in the balcony with us. So it was not like crowded at all. Um, so that was nice because you still got that experience. But uh, I also haven't seen a movie at El Cap. I've only been to a premiere at El Cap, which was a TV show. So it's not like an actual movie. Um, but it was fun. It was a fun experience. Um, this was not my first going back to theater experience. My first going back to theater experience was actually Raya. I've been going since A-List was reinstated and since the theater has reopened. But, sure. um, but this was my biggest, the biggest crowd I've had. Well, that AMC crowd, that sounds like uh, old-timey movies, you know, way yeah. back to January 2020. You know, yeah, a simpler time. Opened, when, I think when, they opened full capacity again. Yeah, when Bad so. Boys for Life was first out, you know, yeah. movies from when we were all kids. I'm sorry, what were you saying, Jeff? I said the old Nickelodeon. Yeah. Uh, Kemi Egan said, uh, I had to tell somebody to be quiet during Black Panther because they talked throughout the previous sorry throughout the previews then the first 15 minutes of the film the guy got so pissed he threw a handful of popcorn at me it's true people don't like being called on their shit you know it's like you know you're being an asshole right now and you know look if if you stand up and you say shut the fuck up asshole yeah you're looking <laughs> to escalate a problem but yes. if you say like would you mind being quiet you know like you i'm trying to enjoy the movie. fuck up i say please yeah Shut, yeah. shut the fuck the up, please. Would you please shut the fuck up? Yeah, How that's a good that? way to say yes, it, Jeff. Because exactly. remember, I went to see, what was it, uh, Us, at, like an 11 o'clock showing, and the couple sitting next to us in an otherwise like very open theater, and they clearly chose their tickets after us, because I never pick my tickets next to people. So I don't, that's the thing that gets me with people. It's like, yes. they're choosing their fucking seats next to me. Stop yes. it. There's Space, like go sit <laughs> elsewhere. Um, and this couple, they're sitting, they're talking through the whole previews, and I got so frustrated, I didn't say anything. So, and then when the movie started and they were still talking, I turned to them next to me and just said, "Shut the fuck up." And the girl turned and was like, "You need to leave. I'm gonna ruin this movie for you." And just started like screaming and saying all sorts of shit. And so we both got kicked out. I got kicked out for having said "fuck" in a rated R movie at 11 o'clock at night. 
which was uh, interesting. So I made them refund me for my popcorn and still ate it and took the drink. I made them refund me for my concessions, my ticket, everything, and just walked out. I was like, fine, free popcorn for me. Just, <laughs> just to have milked the system, you should have pretended that you took the bus there. And you'd be like, yeah, and I need bus fare back. You know, like, give or me Uber. Give, yeah, yeah. Oh, think, yeah. There you go. I need an Uber back. Yeah. I think I got another free ticket out of it because nice. I was like, uh, you like, obviously my thing needs to be refunded, but also you owe me for <laughs> the fact that this was their fault. And yeah. they, like everybody agreed that it was their fault, but that like, they're like, well, we can't just like let you going around telling people to shut the fuck <laughs> up. So you got to go. Well, uh, Katie, let's talk about the movie itself, about Black Widow. What was your expectation going into it? You know, when we first heard that this movie was coming out, I've said so many times, you know, getting this sort of Black Widow prequel and it's set right after Civil War. I'm like, great, that's when it should have come out. They should have made it then. There, you know, I've said many times she was a bank. Uh, Scarlett Johansson was a bankable movie star by 2016. This movie could have come out 2017. You know, before before Infinity War is really when it should have come out. It didn't, but I still tried to be excited for it anyway because it's like, okay, well, she does deserve to have her own story. So your expectations going into the movie and then having the movie kind of spin its wheels for another year and finally getting to see it. What are your thoughts on all that, Katie? So I agree this movie should have happened way before. I mean, they've been in talks of it since like phase two, phase, you know, end of phase one, like Black Widow's going to get a movie. And you're like, okay, cool, sounds good. And then it just kept getting delayed, and you're like, is it going to happen? Like, I, I don't know at this point. Uh, I did not know going into it that it was after Civil War, that it took place after Civil War. Uh, that was a pleasant surprise to me, and I was happy about that because I think it, it was too late to do an origin story, per se. It's just way too late. She's been in the, in the franchise for 10 years at this point. Uh, so I had very low expectations. I thought this was going to be, like, on the – Iron Man 3 spectrum, like just too little, too late. I went in with Marvel expectations, but not like like low Marvel expectations, not Endgame expectations, but not like DC expectations, if that makes sense. Uh, and I was very pleasantly uh, pleased with it. Uh, I actually really enjoyed it. it. It's my favorite female superhero movie that I've seen, uh, just because Wonder Woman was great, don't get me wrong, but I am more of a Marvel fan, AKA why I am here today. Uh, so, and I personally, <laughs> that's the only her. reason we could be friends. You know, yeah. You were, yeah. Yeah. And, and let's, let's be clear. Wonder woman. The first one was great, but that second one, that second one, I would also argue that this was a much more female led movie than wonder woman, because that was kind of like co-leads with Chris, whatever. Pine. His name was. Yeah. Pine. You mean, and, you mean, uh, you mean captain Kirk? Yes. Captain yes. Kirk. I mean, they were they were pretty close to co-leads, and then you had the whole gang of men like that they team up with. Whereas even in the family dynamic, it's three girls, one guy. So yeah, and yeah. also I liked it better than Captain Marvel because I liked Captain Marvel the first time I saw it. The, the longer I sat on it, the more I thought about it, and when I saw it again, I went not a big fan of it uh, because of the ways that they made women look powerful were a little bit skewed. Uh, this one just was like, she's a badass. She doesn't need anybody else to carry her as a badass. And she doesn't have to be little other people to be that way, which I enjoyed. Uh, and it was fun. It was the perfect amount of action and the perfect amount of story, but still getting the backstory of Black Widow without completely being an origin story. And her sister and the casting in general was just 
fantastic. So I yeah, I can't. no, I. I, I definitely agree with that. And let me just bring in this comment from Daniel Drew. <laughs> LOL, poor DC movies. We all want them to be good. It's true. I always sit down and I want it to be good. And, uh, you know, yeah. when I like like Shazam was fun. And, uh, you know, you, there there's times that they're fun. What were you going to say, Jeff? Can you imagine in 2012, we'll say, somebody being like, yeah, you know, all DC movies are now going to be trash and they're going to be produced by the same guy that's been making these dope Batman movies, which are DC movies that everybody fucking yeah. shit their pants over. So like people talk about DC movies like they've always been trash, but like a lot of people's all time favorite superhero movie is a DC movie. Yes. Well, yeah. And and, and I, I've always said that uh, if it weren't for the 1989 Tim Burton Batman, superhero movies would never have become good. They would yeah. have always been like just cheesy, low budget, like the 1990 Captain America, mm -hmm. uh, which I reference a lot. Uh, Kemi Egan has a fun point. Don't you think Black Widow's white suit reminded you of a stormtrooper? Uh, yeah, I think it, it was kind of the the white suits were definitely cool it. for that. Very snow trooper and Empire Strikes Back, you know? I hated kind of the white suit. You hated sure. the white suit. Um, I don't think it was as flattering on Scarlett Johansson, Johansson as... Yelena's looked okay, but I did not think it was as flattering on, on ScarJo yeah. as the black suit. And black suit is her trademark. So That's a great point. I understood yeah. their, their thoughts about giving her a new suit. I just wasn't overly fond of her, particularly her white suit. The other two, you know, Rachel Weiss and um and uh Florence Pugh, so Pugh. I think yeah. Pugh. Uh they both Pugh look too. great in it. It's just I yeah. think the black widow suit should be black. Jeff, did you chime in with a pew pew? Is that what you said? Is that I did I say that. Yeah. Uh, also, I, I didn't say, want it to get lost. That's how much I liked it. I was like, no, no, let's make sure that that, that nobody sleeps on that. Uh, I think they look like the Snake Eyes. Maybe they needed to differentiate from the Snake Eyes movie that's coming out. Because don't they have a white you know, and a black ninja in that? Yeah, uh, Storm Shadow is the white one. You know, it's funny. Somebody pointed out, uh, I'm trying to remember where I heard this. Oh, I think it was on the uh, It's Eric Nagel show that uh, our friend Zia Anderson is a regular on that the Black Widow trailer, uh, it, it sort of like feels like sitting down to watch Black Widow. It's sort of like, wait, am I sitting down to watch Black Widow or Snake Eyes or Shang-Chi? It's like these movies all have very similar vibes when you see the trailers for them. And I think it's a it's a tone that uh, that we're getting a little bit right now. But uh I don't know. I've never seen any of those GI Joe movies, but I'm like, oh man, I always did like Snake Eyes when I was a kid. So uh, they might get me on that one. But uh, Jeff, what did you think about uh, you know the the casting? I mean, I, I've I have said that uh, the the greatest heist in MCU history is uh, Florence Pugh stealing this movie away from Scarlett Johansson. I agree. I think Florence Pugh kills it. I think the dynamic of them as sisters was really authentic and, and I think probably the best part of this movie because I think that's where, I mean, from even stories I've read, that's where the comedy that had the most heart in this movie comes from. I think the whole making fun of her pose from what I've read was a joke on set that they basically put in the movie. And that was the best, that was the best running joke in the whole movie. And it, it felt very realistic because I have two sisters and that's exactly how they bicker over everything. So yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I liked that Yelena like tries to jump down and do the pose at one point, And then she's like, no, this is you know, like, that, yeah, I like that. There's the callback to it. Yeah. And look, I think that, look, I've seen Scarlett Johansson host SNL. Uh, she can tell jokes. She can be funny on screen, but 
Natasha is not a funny character. So I think it's very smart to give her somebody to play off of because she's like moderately funny. You know, she's essentially the straight man. But uh, I think that uh, their dynamic was great. And I agree. Definitely the best part of the movie. It was something that we saw in the trailers, but the the dinner scene is fun. Uh, let's let's talk about David Harbour. I, I my feeling was. When I saw the movie, I'm like, this is exactly how I thought he was going to be in this movie. And I'm so glad that that's what they did. You know, they didn't uh, try and try and convince me that he's actually like, you know, super noble, super brave or whatever. And I just he just likes to punch stuff. What do you think of David Harbour, Katie? I thought David Harbour was great. I, you know, obviously I did at first start laughing because, you know, the way that his character ends on Stranger Things and then you're going into this, it's almost like this is what happened after he left Stranger Things. Uh, so that was kind of a funny little thing for me. But no, he, at first I was a little worried early on that it was going to be like he's too, too much of a joking person, but it ended up being fine. Um, they, they had a good balance. Um, and it was great. I, I, I don't have anything bad to say about David Harbour in this movie. I mean, I loved the scene where he's literally trying to get back into a suit after being in prison for 10 years. Yeah. It was funny. And it was like a kind of realistic approach to this. It's like they never really address the fact that these suits are hard to get into. And so like just little physical comedy things like that. He was really good at like the physical comedy as well as the actual lines that are supposed to be funny. And so that was what was enjoyable. But you also believed that he you know, was a father figure to them. And he had the moments where he, like when he tries to go talk to Elena, and she's like, I don't want to talk. And you get to see him actually have like that father type talk with her that he never, even though he wasn't technically her father and he had a good balance between those two. So. Yeah. But for Elena being as young as she was, it was the only real father figure yeah. uh, in her life. And, uh, you know, having him sing American pie, I think was uh, very funny. Uh, Cammy Egan, I'd love to see a red guardian series because David Harbour was perfect in the role. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I, I, let's put it this way. I'd like to see him again. I don't quite know how that happens, but I would like to see him again. Maybe Yelena has a story where we could see him. Yeah. Uh, what did you think, Jeff, uh, getting, getting to see, uh, you know, the, the red guardian on the screen played by David Harbour? I liked it. I, I thought there was a perfect amount of him because I don't feel like there's too much, like they used him more sparsely than I thought they were going to going into it. And I thought that was a good decision. Um, that's why I think things like talking about him having his own series, I think could be challenging. I don't think he could, I don't think that it's not that he could do it necessarily, but I don't think we saw enough of this character to tell me that he could carry a series, maybe a movie, but not a series. Like, yeah. Yeah, you know what? He got hit with those blow darts kind of at the right moment. We needed a little break from him, and it was like, all right, let's just do some other stuff. He's, he just would have slowed them down. Yeah. And uh, Daniel Drew would like to see a Winter Guard show uh, so he, you know, he could be part of a, an ensemble in that. Uh, yeah, and so, look, I think in general, most people I talk to uh, found the movie to be fun, and that's kind of what it should be. Ooh. I was a little bit impressed by dealing with sort of the serious issue, you know, I mean, they don't dwell on it, but sort of the idea of uh, just sex trafficking and just this idea that they're, you know, the one resource that it will never run out of is girls. And I'm like, they took the time in this movie to make that point, you know, and it's, it's like, yeah, it's an uncomfortable thing to point out, but I'm glad that they took the time to say it. And I'm sorry, Jay, uh, Jeff, what were you going to say? Uh, I was just going to say, I just had the thought that, um, Oh shoot. Oh, I'm sorry. I lost it. Was I, a, made, a, I made you forget it. 
Yeah, it was it was somebody that I was like, actually, I think I would love to see him. Oh, Isaiah Bradley, because he keeps talking about how he fought Captain America and like the timeline doesn't line up. But we have been introduced to Isaiah Bradley. So that might be a oh, really nice. interesting way to bring him back into the fold is him be like, see, I knew Captain America. Yeah, it <laughs> was the other Captain America. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that actor was great, by the way, in Falcon and Winter Soldier. And uh inexplicably an Emmy nomination goes to Don Cheadle for his 90 seconds in the pilot. But as I've talked about in the past, that's because the Emmy voters only watched the first episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. And they're like, Oh, look, a movie star. So that's probably what happened there. But yeah, I would love to see Isaiah Bradley again. And I think you just found out with a, that's a great story that I'd love to see, you know, just sort of a little flashback to him and red guardian. Uh, so we're talking largely positive about the movie, but uh, it's always, I think, important to ask, uh, Katie, was there anything where you're like, ooh, this didn't work or something that you wished had been a little different? What were uh, some of your thoughts for maybe parts of the movie that didn't work for you? So aside from her costume, which I briefly mentioned, um, I I didn't read, I haven't read the comics, so let me preface that with this, but I knew going in, there was a strong assumption that they would really mess up Taskmaster. Uh, I personally, I, I, I know Taskmaster from, what I know of Taskmaster, and uh, forgive me for all you comic fans out there, I know Taskmaster from the Spider-Man game, uh, Marvel Spider-Man game. Much different character than we saw here. Uh, and I knew that people were gonna be comparing Taskmaster to like a Mandarin type situation in Iron Man 3. Um, as much as I understand people's not liking that. I understand that Marvel, you know, was like, we're going to make this decision. We are not the comics. We make our own decisions. Um, but to preface that to everybody who's like, oh, I, okay, spoiler alert for anybody who's watching this. <laughs> Am I yeah, allowed to say yeah. spoiler? Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. No, oh. we can. Yeah, we we, cool. <laughs> we I know we've gone like really half an hour almost yeah. without really getting into spoilers. But yeah. I should have mentioned at the top that we are free to talk about all the spoilers. The movie's been out for a couple weeks. Yes. You can watch it in your house. Uh, all the episodes of Loki are out now. When we talk about that, we're going to talk yeah. about all the spoilers. But uh, see, cool. Katie is much more respectful than Jeff and I are. Usually, we're like a minute in and like, how about that end credit scene? Crazy, right? But yeah. uh, so what so, was the spoiler you were going to reference, Katie? Taskmaster turns out to be a female and the daughter of, why can't I think of his name right Drakeoff. now? Drakeoff. Drakeoff, yeah. She ends yeah. up being I the daughter. Every every time I've done a show where we talk about it, we all forget what his name is. Yeah. And uh, th so I've had this is the time I remembered. Yes. So <laughs> I just she's think the of Drake off, like the rapper Drake is off. Oh, you mean okay. Jimmy from Degrassi? Great. Yeah, Jimmy okay. from Degrassi. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so she ends up being his daughter. That basically he had to say when Natasha essentially tried to kill her. Uh, and obviously, we know that that's not the Taskmaster that. Marvel Comics has. But that said, I do think it was a smart choice for Marvel to make a, one of the villains female, because otherwise it would have looked like they were just being like, all men are evil. Uh, so I do think it was kind of important for them to have a female villain for that reason. Because you don't want, in a movie where you have a whole bunch of female leads, you don't want it to be like, women are strong and men all suck. Uh, which is what one of the problems that 1984 had. Uh, so 
but I can't understand that that would probably be the one negative that people say about it. It was also a little long from what I've heard from some people. Uh, they said yeah, it was a little two too hours long. and 15 minutes. A, yeah. a, a tight hour 59 is, uh, yeah. is what these movies could always be. Endgame being, three, Endgame being three hours that yes. I get that because that's like chapter 23 or whatever it was. Yeah. But in general, I'm with you. If it's a couple minutes over two hours, that's fine. But yeah. uh you know, you're not Zack Snyder. You don't need an extra 15 minutes. <laughs> exactly. Well, the first time I thought, okay, it's a little long. The second time it did not feel quite as long. So I would say that. But I'm not, I, I mean, I sat through the Snyder Cut. So is anything long so at did, this point? So, so, so did we, you know. yeah. <laughs> but I can see why people would say it's too long. Yeah. Uh, what were you going to say, Jeff? Uh, so to that point about Taskmaster. So first of all, I have no problem with Taskmaster being a different person, not Jason Masters, whatever his name is. Yeah, to yeah Tony Masters. Oh, that, yeah. that was the point that I made. I brought up on one of the previous episodes was that, look, this is a character whose real name is Tony Masters, and that's Taskmaster. I'm like, this is a character that they clearly phoned in on some level. I, and, and who's really that attached to Taskmaster? Like, the suit is what makes Taskmaster cool. Mm -hmm. The ability to mimic the, uh, you know, the other abilities, that's what makes Taskmaster cool. The uh, You referenced the Mandarin in uh, Iron Man 3. That really pissed me off because they burned a really good character for but no reason. Yeah, yeah, but supposedly he's going to be in Shang-Chi. So, yes. so that will make up for that. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree with the, sort of that point. You know, like Taskmaster, it's not like you, you know, you, you messed up. I don't know the green goblin or something. What were you going to say before Jeff? Sorry. I, I just jumped in with Tony masters. No worries. Uh, so first of all, I came Cammy Egan has it in the chat. It was super predictable. The second they show her killing the daughter or using the daughter, it was like, Oh, so that's a hundred percent who Taskmaster was like, there was no tension after that point. It was, I mean, I get that you have very general audiences, but it's like, come on, guys. Like, what the Oh, and, and when you say very general audiences, you're referring to how, in general, people are stupid. Is that what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> okay, and, good. I just wanted to get you on the record. So, yeah, obviously. So, no problem with it being a woman or any of that. The things that, that piss me off are when it's like, this just, what's going on here? None of this makes sense. Why was she, why did she have super strength? If it's because of the suit, why aren't there more people wearing suits that give them super strength when everybody is trying to do a super soldier serum? It just doesn't really make any fucking sense that she can like lift up cars, throw a shield through solid metal. I get the idea that the reason she can do all this stuff and some of her strength may be enhanced by the chip that's in her head, right? Fine. Yeah. But that said, it's like they basically gave her super soldier powers and explained it away of like a uh, chip in her head. She, yeah, she's a robot now. Whatever. Yeah, look, the like, uh, the thinking on. the thinking would be that the Taskmaster suit would be expensive. So sure, you could still have a ton of Black Widows because, as they made the point, that's just free. You're just you know taking kids away, basically taking girls away. But you could have I don't know five Taskmaster suits, maybe. You know, this guy has all these resources. I do agree with that. Having more of them. And and like let's explain, yeah, why is, is she able to be so strong? And can somebody else get into that suit? You know, and, yeah. and like would Drakeoff be able like could he have had his own suit? Although then that would have been like just the terrible third act of the Wolverine, a yeah. movie that I mostly liked until sort of right at the just it, it goes off the rails uh, towards the end. What were you gonna say, Jeff? I was gonna say to Katie's 
earlier point though about needing to make her a female to balance out the idea of like men being the only evil i disagree with that only because i think they could have bared they kind of they showed it i think the far more evil is the mom and they talk about it because she willing like yes she was brainwashed mm -hmm. but she we watch how sadistically she chokes out that pig with her mind control program. She had no qualms doing like creating this agent to control these girls. She's a hundred percent culpable with everything that's happened. And then suddenly she's like, well, I feel bad now and I'm helping out. So it's cool. I'm not, no yeah. responsibility for me. They should have bared down on like, actually you're pretty much the bad guy. Like the girl taskmaster is not a bad guy. She's just a robot. That's yeah. like saying that like an automaton's the bad guy. No, it's the person using the remote control. So I don't think Taskmaster can even really be considered a villain versus the mom. Like Iron Maiden, I think is her name. Yeah. Or her character name. Like, I think so. I can't remember. No, I, I agree with you. That's a good that's a that's a valid, completely valid point because Rachel Weiss was definitely not a good guy until the very end. So I totally agree with that. Yeah, she. it's like, uh, I was going to keep on with this. And even to the point where, you know, I called in reinforcements when I saw you here. But now I'm good. So, yeah. like, oh, since I did that, I'm actually a good person. So, uh, yeah. but in any case, yeah. So, I, 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 yeah, there's definitely some issues. I mean, it's not a perfect movie. But, yeah, I think for a movie that I had trouble getting myself excited for, I was very pleasantly surprised and impressed by how it worked. The uh, the action sequences specifically, we've talked about how in the credits they have a whole section listed for the descent unit, which is when the red room is falling, just all that stuff. As hard to believe in the real world as that is, that's still really cool to watch. So seeing it on the big screen, like that stuff, I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad you that I went to my castle. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it was indeed the uh, flying castle. Uh, so uh, before we move on to talk about Loki, let's talk about sort of, you know, the a lot of the buzz out of the movie was the uh, the end credit scene, which was supposed to uh, supposed to uh, introduce us to Valentina, uh, the, the character played by Julie Dreyfus. But then because of covid, we ended up getting uh, the Falcon Winter Soldier series first. So uh, you see that, uh, Katie, and uh, clearly we've already seen she's recruited John Walker, and now she's got uh, Lil, Lil Widow, uh, Widow Jr. She's got Yelena and uh, having her go after Hawkeye. Uh, do you think that that is going to be the Hawkeye Disney Plus series? Do you think it'll be something else? And what do you think she's trying to assemble? Like, Do you think there's a, a specific team she's trying to assemble? Um, as far as the team she's trying to assemble, I'm not entirely sure, but I do know, I think that it's kind of setting up more than just Hawkeye. I think it is setting up Hawkeye directly now, but in the end game, there is something else that she is setting up. Uh, what that is, I don't know yet, you know, but you know, it's, first of all, damn it is what I thought when Marvel first started that end credit scene was because you're like, you're, we didn't get her moment when she passed uh, in the show, in the movies, which she didn't really get her time to, for us to grieve Black Widow. So as much as I appreciate that they are giving that time to her now, it hurt. I was like, oh, like, 
shots fired marvel was not prepared for that <laughs> it's kind of like the second ending to the spider-man game it just sneaks up on you and you're like mm. all right but um so what you're saying is during that elaborate funeral for tony stark they could have been like oh yeah and natasha was our friend too yeah and i didn't even think about that till my friends mentioned it after the no movie. i didn't think about it when i was watching the movie but, but yeah. guys showed men being upset about her dying so that's good enough like right the hulk threw a bench that's a guy being upset yes she's been mourned yes but that said i also cried because i love hawkeye uh i think he too has not gotten his time uh to have his own standalone thing as well just like black widow it was too little too late i've been wanting us to get you know everybody else in the avengers has had two or three movies at this point and except for Hawkeye and and uh, Black Widow. So I am really excited about the TV show. Uh, I'm one of the few people I think that's excited about the Hawkeye show. Uh, but I was just like, no, you better not go after him. He's been through some stuff. Okay, that man lost his whole family, like all this different stuff. So I am excited that it is leading up to Hawkeye, but also curious as to what the end game is. Well, and, and plus uh, Hawkeye has a kid who eats a hot dog with mayonnaise on it. So, <laughs> I mean, think about the trauma that he yeah. has had to deal with. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what say you, Jeff? My biggest concern about Hawkeye is that it looks like based on the logo they chose, they're already phoning it in. I've got to say, whatever graphic artist came up with the Hawkeye logo needs to be fired because it sucks. It looks like a Cat's Hand logo. They have used, it is a logo that they've used before. And it is a logo for the Kate Bishop Hawkeye. And that's what at least part of that series will be. So that's my thinking is that Kate Bishop's going to be the new Hawkeye. Maybe our Hawkeye will still be around, but I think that uh, Valentina is probably going to get her, uh, her clutches on Kate Bishop Hawkeye. And uh, you know, there's, there's plenty of theories out there. Is it dark Avengers, Thunderbolts? There's a lot of different things that she could be doing. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, but it almost feels like whatever that is, it's sort of like a, it's like small potatoes because of, the bigger things that are coming uh, in the uh, in the MCU, which uh, brings us to talking about Loki with uh, just all the spoilers uh, and hoping that you've both seen all six. I, I, I think I've seen you. you Well, Jeff, I referenced you that we were going to talk about, but Katie, I know you spoke about it. So uh, let's just uh, sort of with a with a you know, I look, I talked about it for six weeks and really I've talked about it for seven or eight weeks. So uh, people know what I think. But I saw all four until he was disappeared, right? <laughs> so when they disappeared him out of the Time Lord's room. Can't wait so for like, the next season. That's going to be crazy. Can't wait for the next season. Uh, yeah. So, Katie, uh, you're, again, expectations going in for like, oh, we're going to get, a, you know, a, a, a spinoff of, of sort of a pretend Loki. You know, the Loki that disappeared from Endgame. You know, our Loki was dead but okay sure they figured out a way to give us a loki series uh so thoughts going in and then what did you think as these six episodes unfolded i was excited that we were getting more loki content the thor fan in me the loki fan in me of course was excited i when i saw the trailer i went i don't know what to think this this trailer is very vague it's very like what the, what is what's going on here so i was a little like just unsure i had faith in Marvel because they've proven that they can do a good job at movies and TV. I mean, I don't know if you guys noticed that, but, and honestly, just to preface, 
I did not care for WandaVision. So for my, to me, it was like, it can't be that as bad as that. Like it's Loki. We know Loki by now. We've been known him for 10 years. So, but then when the show came out and after the first episode, I was like, okay, I'm on board. I, I, I like this. It's different, but not too different. And it's still the Loki that we know. And we're finally getting a little bit more character building for him. And then it was a ride. I, I enjoyed it till that. But I also knew that there was a season two before they announced it. So when everybody's like, what, there's going to be a season two? I'm like, have y'all been paying attention? They announced season two like a while ago. And if you go on IMDb, it's already up. Like, so it was just, it was just funny to me. Cause I was like, this is the only yeah. one I knew was not going to be a series finale with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We didn't know, but with WandaVision, they, they said this is a limited series. So. Yeah. And, and I think that should they decide to tell more stories with either of those shows, they could certainly do another Wanda series. They could do another uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier series, except I guess they would have to call it uh, Captain American Winter Soldier, which I'm like, wait, but that's the title of the movie. So then it gets confusing. But in general, yeah, they could do more of them. Uh, I, yeah, so legitimately, I didn't know that there was going to be a second season. I thought that there might be. And as we got closer to the end of that hour, I'm like, what? Where the hell are they going with this? How are they going to wrap this up? Oh, they're not. They're not going to wrap it up. Okay. Well, that that makes more sense, you know. Yeah. Um, what did you think of of Loki, Jeff? Um, I think I went in with lower expectations because the way that Falcon and Winter Soldier started strong and then ended up just kind of treading water. Uh, I was like, I don't know. You know, I I enjoyed the ups and downs of. Um, WandaVision, uh, maybe more than you, Katie, I don't know. But I was I, I, I really didn't know what to expect. But I did I did think it had the chance of being good because I know how popular this character is, right? Like above all the other characters, I know this is like one character that people really, really care about. And I think they had been on record as saying this one was gonna be much more uh, important to the overall continuity of the universe. So I was like, all right, well, just right off the bat, the fact that the stakes are much higher makes it more interesting. And I think it delivered on that, right? Like they were able to keep the story moving for the most part. I know a lot of people didn't like that episode that was basically the Doctor Who one where they're on the train, but I didn't even mind that. I thought that was good character building. No, no, I, I, I actually said that week, I was like, that's the best Doctor Who episode episode that I've seen in like six years it was, was mm -hmm. that one I'm glad I am not the only person who thought of Doctor Who when watching Loki because yeah, they just gave me such Doctor Who vibes but that episode in particular you're like this plot could be a Doctor Who episode and I'm like oh either one of them could you know either Loki or Sylvie could be a doctor or could be a companion uh, you know I, I can't imagine Loki not being cast you know a Tom Hiddleston not being cast but I was just like it really felt like it and I'm like oh but in all the best ways you know um so as far as uh i enjoyed it a lot the show uh i'm really psyched for all the possibilities that it's opened up i really liked jonathan majors i like him as an actor just in general i think he always delivers really good performances and everything i've seen him in so far um so i'm really excited to see him as all the different variants of kang right because uh the more i learn about Kang in general in the Marvel universe is like the character himself is all about variants and having a million different variations of him as it is. So I think it's brilliant. I think it's a good way to introduce the topic and the multiverse and everything else. 
Yeah, and the idea that he who remains is actually a different character, but but him being a variant of Kang is just a sort of a very logical way to kind of wrap those together. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's uh, also uh, Amortis, Ramatut, uh, and I believe uh, Iron Lad is also him. So there's a number of variations of this guy. And uh, I, I love that we're going to see him. And, you know, they're very clear that like, well, this isn't Kang, but it's a variation. It's a, it's a variant. variant. It's a variant of Kang. And, uh, you know, actually getting it in the show was great because I don't know. I mean, I thought it was just going to they were going to just tease something that we were going to get later in a movie. You know, I mean, there was all this talk during WandaVision is like, oh, my God, are we going to see Mephisto every week? It was like Mephisto has <laughs> become a joke. It's like, no, there's no Mephisto in the show. They give you Mephisto in a movie if you ever get him. But I was glad they didn't Mephisto us. And I agree. Uh, John the Majors was. Uh, fantastic. Uh, Cammy Egan agrees. Uh, Jonathan Majors as he who remains was great because he was pompous, had loads of swagger and the teases to Kang's other personalities was terrific. Yeah. Like, you know, I was watching it at midnight. So when he said uh, I was a scientist in the 31st century, I was just like, Oh, I'm just going to, you know, in my inside voice, uh, lose my shit, but uh, you know, just kind of stay calm. You know, I also was watching it with my wife and I was just like, I don't have to explain why I'm going crazy right now. Marvel, Marvel even announced that he was Kang in Quantumania, right? Yeah. Like, and, yeah. yeah, he he's playing Kang in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Yeah. So, so it's like, you just see him pop up, but that was the thing. The whole show, Every time we met the Time Lords, I'm like, which one of those is Kang? And the answer is all of them. So yeah. awesome. Yeah. And I think that they did a good job, you know, giving us different variants of Loki. Uh, seeing Richard E. Grant as a, a sort of a very, like, older comic book accurate Loki. Yes, the suit, but also in the way that he would run away from Thanos. That's the Loki that I think that we all know. He's just like, why would I stand up for anything? You know, the, the only cause that I truly believe in is me. And then that's sort of the best part of the show is that if Loki was ever going to fall in love with anyone, of course it was himself, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought that that was great. I think that the, you know, when we first got Sylvie, I didn't know what to make of her, but uh, I, I really think it's a great character. And look, at a certain point, Disney doesn't like to pay movie stars movie star money. So I feel like we'll get some more Tom Hiddleston clearly in season two. But at some point, if if she's going to be the only Loki we get, I'm going to be okay with that. What did you think of uh, getting, you know, it's not something we knew going into this series, Katie, was that we were going to get a female Loki. What did you think of Sylvie over the course of the episodes that she was in? I love Sylvie. Uh, I think having a lady, a lady Loki variant was a really genius move on Marvel's part because everyone loves Loki. Any version of Loki, people are going to love. So I don't really feel like it was too big a risk on Marvel's part to add her. Uh, and I did like her. I like that, uh, you know, Tom worked with her to be like, this is how, this is the things you should know about portraying me. Uh, so it felt genuine. She felt like she really got a grasp of the character. Uh, as, as far as the whole ending up with yourself thing, uh, you know, I was like, kind of like, I think I'm okay with this. Like, it, it, it's Loki. It makes sense. And then I, and then in the finale, when they have their like, quote unquote moment, I was kind of like, is this feeling too much like Star Wars? And I'm sure you guys understand what I mean by that reference uh, is it kind of like the time passed. So like when they missed their opportunity, like two episodes prior, I was like, oh, that's a bummer. 
And then when it happened, I was like, "Ooh, did I want this? Like, I don't, I don't <laughs> right. know. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how I feel about this now. Like, it kind of like it wasn't as cringy as the Ray and Kylo thing, obviously. It, it, yeah, but, I also don't know. Was, was, was anybody now. asking for that in Star Wars? Because uh, there, no. I, I over the years, I'm like, was there was there a big a big Ren? I, I'm trying to think of what the Ray Ren ship would be. I never even heard of one. Probably Ren. Yeah, just Ren. <laughs> yeah, just absorbing her name, Rain. And the idea was like, was like, no, who needed? And then it comes at like the end of the movie, and I'm like, what was that for? What, yeah, what did you do that for? So I don't think this was as bad as that because I think you 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 kind of all saw the chemistry between the Loki, Loki and Sylvie, and I think the fans for Loki are, for a lack of a better word, and to be polite, passionate. So all sorts of things happen in the realm of Loki. And I feel like that was a little bit of fan service, but not in a bad way. Um, I'm curious to see where we see Sylvie in the future. Uh, I did not see it being her that would cause the multiverse to, uh, so that was a big shock. Uh, I do think that they're trying to set things in place for when they do need to replace Tom, but I don't think Tom's ready to give up that, that gig. No, I mean, you know, he he works enough, but yeah. what role is he going to have that's better than that, you know? Yeah. Uh, and uh, Cammy Egan says, the kiss between Loki and Sylvie, I thought, was more for fans than for part of the plot. And uh, always uh, being our our one-man Encyclopedia Britannica, uh, Daniel Drew knows Raylo. that they're called Raylo, and Raylo shippers are abundant and scary. scary. And yes, I agree that they must be yeah. scary. Uh, just so just in general, uh, Jeff, your thoughts on kind of getting, you know, multiple Lokis, but specifically, uh, the interaction with Sylvie and, you know, where this is going to go when we get a season two, whenever that may be. I kind of see, I think of Sylvie as her own character because that's the name of the Enchantress and Sylvie enchants people. So she's right. basically just the Enchantress. This is how they're introducing the Enchantress, yeah. who I thought was one of Loki's on and off love interests in marvel stuff so yeah I'm in like, the comics yeah, nothing absolutely. about this that seems out of place yeah. to me it just seems like because also isn't love and thunder i mean to what extent i know we're getting natalie portman as thor so yeah. in some to some extent you could say thor's already done this because he hooked up with natalie portman's character in the previous movies which in another universe is a variant of himself so it kind of makes sense that's like, what's the difference there, right? Couldn't you say that Thor has been with a variant of himself if he is with Natalie Portman, who is in a different multiverse, Thor? Sure. Uh, and here's something that I think that uh, we can probably all get behind, Kemi Egan. I want a stop motion animation show of Gator Loki. I would definitely like to see more Alligator Loki. I don't think we need him, but boy, would it be fun to see him. Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> yeah, do right. Exactly. Actually, do you think he's actually a variant of Loki? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think so. Throg. Think yeah. about that. We did he get to see. Th- yeah, there's there is the little Easter egg of Throg uh, yeah. of of Frog Thor, which was just the fact that we ever saw it at all on the screen. Uh, I was uh, very excited. How uh, about the thing out there? What's that? The th- oh yeah, getting the Thanos copter was uh, something that I had to read that was pointed out to me, and uh, the Thanos copter. It, there's a there's a great article that actually explains it, which it, it showed up as a joke in Spidey Super Stories. Spidey Super Stories are non-canon Spider-Man stories for children 
because there was the Spider-Man segment on the electric company, which was narrated by Morgan Freeman. Uh, and, uh, so they did a, a series and, and people just kind of did, you know, they, they used the regular Marvel creators and, uh, Jim Salakrup was credited with that. And he was talking about it for years as everybody would, you know, the Thanos copter was an in joke, but he wrote a really nice piece because he gave credit to the guy who really wrote the story who, because he just passed away. So if you Google Thanos copter, maybe you don't need to type in Jim Salakrup's name, which might be hard to spell. But uh, if you were reading Marvel comics in the 80s, you might not have spelled. But uh, yeah, so it's nice to uh, get some of that. Yeah. And uh, as, as Daniel Drew points out, there was a scene that was cut where Hemsworth voiced Throg with more King Loki. So uh, there's no reason to cut anything like that when you're a streaming show. You know, you can you can give us a show that, you know, just do what FX does. You tune in for a show that's on FX. Some weeks it's an hour. Some weeks it's an hour and 17 minutes, you know, it's fine. Just give us whatever you got. There's, there's really no problem there. As long as it's not like 20 minutes, like the one episode of Mandalorian. But. Oh, that was, yeah, that was infuriating. The, the, the Mandalorian is a half hour show that occasionally goes long. And the fact that it's only a half hour show, I'm like, how is this, how is this not like 45 or 50 minutes? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just, uh, because uh, somebody mentioned it, in the chat uh it was it again just to take a moment uh katie and what was it that you didn't love about wandavision i know people that liked the way it started they were okay with the middle but uh you're not alone in, in not loving the way it ended uh i i was very happy with it but i just got to see a lot of stuff that i wanted you know i got to see white vision you know so wiccan. uh yeah I... wiccan and speed and all that stuff that we got yeah i hated the way it started um, I think it went on too long. I think if it was a binge show, it would have been okay. But since it was not a binge show and it was a weekly episodic uh, type situation, I just felt like it didn't say enough fast enough. And the fact that it took four episodes for me to be interested in it, I thought was too long for how short the sh series was. Um, mm -hmm. And then it got a little bit better. I was like, okay, I'll, get, I'll keep it up. My roommate loves it. I'm going to keep it up. Because, uh, you know, Marvel has a game. They have a plan, even if we don't know what it is. Mm, uh, true. And then Evan Peters' character came in, and I got really mad. Um, the main reason I didn't like the ending of WandaVision is because I was hoping that that would be their way of transitioning the X-Men into the MCU, and it was not. Um, yeah. And I think that was the biggest disappointment for me, is I was hoping that, you know, we would see another X-Men come in, or at least explain actually calling her an X-Men or a mutant, because they've never been able to do that up until this point. And I think that yeah, that's fair. that is the re real reason I was underwhelmed by the finale is i was like oh you know she's out of control what i wanted to happen was oh professor x shows up and it's like hey i have this place that i can help teach you how to control your abilities or something like that anything that could have brought the x-men into it and i think that is why at the end i did not appreciate it um because i'm a massive x-men fan and i'm waiting to find their entrance into the mcu and you know yeah deadpool loki announced that He's part of the MCU now, but you Ursa know. Major is saying that he was the first mutant in Marvel. The guy who played Ursa Major in uh, Black Widow. Oh, okay, yeah, gotcha. Wait, you mean 
the guy who gets his arm broken. Oh, that guy. Yeah, the yeah, prison. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's supposed. He's the name of him is the guy who plays or is the character Ursa Major who turns yeah. into a big grizzly bear. Yeah. So and he's a mutant. So he's claiming that he's the first Marvel mutant. Well, they've yeah. definitely they've definitely laid the groundwork for Wanda to be a mutant. Yeah, because yeah. you know, yes, they they heightened whatever she had, but she had some kind of innate ability. So uh, I, look, I think. If they give us some kind of do-over that, you know, this guy's name, what was the Evan Peters character's name? Like Rich Boner or Ralph something? Boner. Yeah, Ralph Boner. Ralph Boner. So if it's if like they, a multiverse of him version of him, I'm yeah. okay with that. Have it yeah. be a variant of Evan Peters. You can very easily retcon it. It's just, I wish we didn't have to just retcon stuff now. I wish yeah, we no, I, I agree. I, I don't love having to retcon anything, but it, 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 it's one of those ones where I'm, I, what's that, Jeff? Does the multiverse mean nothing has to be retconned? It's just a new version. Yeah, it just comes. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's not explained that yet. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, and and I think so. I'm willing to like you know give them a mulligan on it, depending on where it goes. But yeah, that was hugely disappointing because I'm like just the fact that he shows up at the door and it's Evan Peters. Like you know that week, that's how that show worked really well as a yeah. weekly series. If that was a binge show, you're like, well, I guess I'm not going to bed for another hour. You know, and then it's like, well, I have to sleep over the next week. Yeah, uh, yeah I but I feel like I think it's great. What's that, Jeff? I'm sorry. I think they could have done the Invincible, like what Invincible did, release the first three episodes all at once, get people watching those and yeah. going, oh, and seeing the progression like immediately. And then you go here week by week, we'll feed you the last good parts of it once we're really starting to hit our climax. Yeah. Yeah, or some series Hulu have does. done that. Hulu does yeah. three episodes at a time. Yeah, Hulu did that with uh, the Runaways. I think maybe the first season. They did it season. with pretty much everything. They did it with Castle they, Rock too. Okay, yeah. So I, I think giving us a few to start and then stringing us along a little bit. I know they're in the business of keeping people subscribed. Uh, so look, in, in general, it's just been an an exciting couple of months. I mean, look, we've had a lot of Marvel content this year on Disney Plus. We've gotten something in the movie theaters. Yes, it came later than it did than it was supposed to, even than it was supposed to this year. And, you know, we've got Shang-Chi, we've got Eternals, we've got Doctor Strange next year. You know, we've got so much stuff. I, I didn't even mention, we've got another Spider-Man movie at Christmas time, you know, which it's like, it doesn't even feel like it's time for another Spider-Man movie, but it sure is. So uh, there's a lot to look forward to. And I am just excited that we have all of it, really, you know, I mean. The getting the Disney Plus content, I think, was great for the beginning of the year when everybody was like, ah, I don't know if my movie theater is ever going to open again, you know. But uh, now, like we hope, just everybody does OK and uh, that we can still see these movies. That's really going to be the key, you know, actually getting out there to the movies and uh, checking them out. And uh, I, I think it's fun to just have new Marvel stuff to talk about uh, as as much as I can do. Like you want me to do an hour on favorite obscure spider-man villains uh I'll, I'll be back next week with that if somebody wants it you just let me know you know i can i could do i'm i'm like steve rogers i could do this all day you know but i love getting the new stuff and it, it is exciting and it, especially when it reminds me of you know some of the old stuff too uh but uh it's are it's you, always go ahead jeff to that end are you excited for james gunn's suicide squad because it feels more marvel adjacent because yes. of his work with guardians Absolutely. Uh, another Suicide Squad movie I would probably see because uh, I would check it. I Look, I'll just see it for Peter Capaldi, in all honesty. But <laughs> Peter Capaldi and Idris Elba. All right. Now you're talking, you know. Uh, so I, I but yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for that. 
I was you know, like pretty much everybody let down by Suicide Squad. Uh, so the Suicide Squad, well, they put another word in the title. So hopefully that makes it better. It's uh, like the real Suicide Squad on Twitter. Yeah, right. It, it, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's like uh, there was like a there was like a Ghostbusters cartoon, but then there was the real Ghostbusters, which was the our, the characters from the movie. So it's like this is the real Suicide Squad. And uh, they're like, yeah, it's it's Harley Quinn, but then nobody else from the other one. You just forget about the other one. You know, it's fine. Yeah, it happened. But what about um, the lady playing uh, Amanda Waller? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, but she, she, yeah, I think you need that character to be that the Rick same. Flag. Isn't Rick Flag in this too? Yeah, uh, we'll see how long some of these characters are in it. You know, like Peter Capaldi's name's on the poster, but I'm like, what is he going to be in the movie for like five minutes? I, I, I don't know how long that's going to. How long can that gag last? But look, I'm I'm excited for there to be new DC stuff too. You know, we were talking about DC before. Look, I always want it to be good. I sit down hoping it's going to be good. We all do. There, every once in a while, it's at least pretty good. And you know, Shazam was fun, and there was something to be said for what the the Snyder cut of Justice League was. It was a very clear vision. It was way too long. But you're like, okay, but this Better wasn't than the that. OG. But this was, yeah, this was not the train wreck that Joss Whedon came in and, and yeah. you know, just mucked up. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for that. And, uh, yeah, more excited than I am for Space Jam 2, uh, I guess. So there's that. Oh, my God. It was so bad. Did you it's, just watch it on I'm HBO gonna, Max? I'm going to try to see it today. I'm going to try to go see it today. It's, okay. I just, like, let me put it out there. I loved the first one because I came out, I came out at the right age for me, right? This one, it's just... I think the biggest problem is they didn't try to make Mike act too much in the first one because they knew he's not an actor. So just play off stoicism. They tried to have LeBron act in this. Oh, and no. that is a big mistake. There are so, Every time they try and have him act, I'm like, this was a mistake. And this is why it has like a 30 on the Metacritic. So <laughs> just go in knowing what you're about to see. I think yeah. you might like it more it, knowing it, like it, what they're It's funny because... My son has a friend at at his preschool who's excited, who was excited for Space Jam. So Felix like knew it was coming out and he wanted to see it. But then when the moment came, we were at the movie theater and we were supposed to go to a, a preview. That but then the kids weren't old enough to go to it, so they gave us free tickets. We could pick whatever we want. And we're like, well, do you want Space Jam two or Boss Baby two? And they're both like Boss Baby two. I'm like, all right. So when it comes to actually seeing there, sitting there to watch it, even Felix didn't want to see it. So. <laughs> Uh, but maybe he also knows that he can watch it at her house for free. So, yeah. you know, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see that. And uh, look, I, I'll probably go see the snake eyes movie, even though I don't think it's going to be very good, you know, I'm but probably gonna see it because I think it's going to be fun. Those other movies sucked, but this is like, they're, they're not trying to have the rock and Channing Tatum and whoever the fuck else they crammed into those GI Joe movies. Like, so I'm, yeah. Yeah. Look, for yeah. me, there's only one G.I. Joe movie and it was animated and it introduced Serpentor. Uh, and it's from like 1985 or something. I don't even <laughs> remember what year that was. But, uh, you know, uh, interesting uh, question for you, Katie. Again, uh, Kame Egan, uh, very familiar with uh, Katie's expertise. Uh, why do you think DC and Marvel opted out of the virtual Comic-Con this year? What do you say, con girl? Well, DC is having their own event again, like they did last year. So yeah, I believe and, that's going to be where that is. And Marvel equals Disney, and Disney yeah. does all their own events. Yeah. Remember, uh, like they did the, the last time they did D23, there was a ton of Marvel stuff at it. Yep. 
And yeah, Comic-Con, it's like, they're just like, well, no, we're just going to do our own thing. And, now. you know, yeah. they're, they can do their own thing. And also, frankly, Marvel and does not need it. Like, they don't That's need true. it. There's going to be yeah. hype. They're gonna, people are going to go see their movies regardless. But yeah, DC is doing, I believe, their own event again um, in August, I believe, like they did last year. So that's where they're going to be doing. Yeah, exactly. DC has the DC fandom again. So, and I mean, other other studios did this too. WitcherCon happened. Uh, they did a whole Witcher announcement on their own, not on Comic Con. So yeah, that's I think a great point. People are just doing things their own, um, and you don't have to pay as much money. Like it's just, a great you know, so. Do you think it's fair to say that com conventions are like the new streaming services where just everybody can make more money by doing their what, own? Yeah. What I think they should do. This is just a little bit of a tangent. This is what I think they should do. I think in-person conventions is still a big drive for us nerds who love it and who people make their living going to those things and selling their, their merchandise and stuff. What I think would be smart, though, was to have it be in person, but also have a virtual component for people who can't be there. That maybe is like a pay-per-view type thing where you pay to watch content virtually at home, if you so wish. But that's just what I think. Yeah, look, I, I would pay for some of those Hall H panels at Comic-Con over the years. You know, yeah. I, I would absolutely, you know. A live stream, uh, basically a live stream yeah. component. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and and if you want to like have them available, you know, after the fact on demand, and you charge them that way, that's fine because you know you want you know it's just like well no you want to reward the people who actually went in person. You want yeah. there to be some allure for it, but yeah, I would. Stuff. You still have yeah. to have the free stuff. <laughs> yeah, I would. Going in person is because you want to be there in person. Just sell yes. it like a regular pay per view. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Uh, and a very important Pete. Uh, a very important point again from Cam Egan. Uh, the reboot of Space Jam is also missing Bill Murray. Uh, look, any movie that Bill Murray is not in is missing Bill Murray. I think even Zombieland Two need knew that they needed to have Bill Murray in it because that, he was in the first one. So yeah, right, exactly. You know, you you tell me a movie that'll be made worse by having Bill Murray in it, and I'll call you a goddamn liar. Uh, <laughs> Uh, okay, I just I just thought of one, but uh, apart from Schindler's List, you tell me a movie that wouldn't be better by adding Bill hey, Murray. Schindler, to it. how's that list coming? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, anyway, I thought that was a, a fun little. Uh, you know, I think that you're. I think that you're right that everybody wants to do their own cons, but let's just hope that we get cons at all. But it's looking like later in the year. There's some that are happening in other parts of the country. There's uh, there's some that happened like last fall, you know, in like places like Alabama and stuff like that. But uh, you know, if we get our our, uh, our Southern California, the LA Comic Con and Comic Con Revolution out in Ontario, uh, I'll, I'll be excited. And uh, you know, December doesn't seem that far away. Well, uh, this is uh, this is it's delightful to chat with both of you, and uh, I'm glad that the the way that the chips fell, we uh, we assembled uh, this team. This is the this is our super trio here. Uh, Katie, where can people keep in touch with you and find some of your other work? So you can catch me on all social media, KT underscore Christine. I finally got the hang of the fact that this is a mirror image. All right, uh, at KT underscore Christine on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch. Uh, I stream live on Twitch late nights. I haven't been doing it as much lately, but if I do stream, it's usually at about 11 o'clock at night. So that's when I have time. Uh, but yeah, if you like video games, if you like conventions, and you just want to hear updates and you don't know kind of 
where to start, you can check into the Con Guys podcast uh, most Monday nights at uh, 8 o'clock live on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, and that's where we give you all the information you need to know about conventions. Uh, so you can find me either at KT Christine or at the Con Guys or Con Girls Twitter. Yeah, and it was like it was like a year ago. I I saw, I saw you and the con guys. We watched Jaws. Remember, we actually we, did. Yes. we actually got together at sort of like this one moment where people were getting together again, and then not too long after that, people were like, no, we're not getting together anymore. I mean, at least people I yeah. knew weren't. You yeah. know, but there was like a moment. So I'm like, I'm like, wait, I did see you. I saw you like yeah. one time. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Jeff, I haven't seen you in forever because you went and moved. But if people want to keep in touch with you, what do you say? What is your advice to someone who wants to keep in touch with you? piss off mind your own business hey mind your own beeswax you know i think that's yeah. that'll really tell them well you're at jeff duray and at duray jeff underscore no duray underscore i don't even remember anymore i still haven't re-downloaded twitter but one day yeah, that's all right send me your hate mail and then one day i will read it and come find you and you'll pay for that just like the emperor, your hate only makes him stronger. Mm -hmm. uh, in any case, uh, thanks to everybody uh, in the live chat. Always fun to hear from everyone. And uh, you uh, can get more of our Marvel movie news content. Nope, I always do that. Our Marvel movie talk content, which will give you some Marvel movie news. Uh, you can always find it, along with everything else, here on the Blackcast YouTube channel. Uh, B-L-A-D-T-C-I-S-T. So please subscribe. You'll get Marvel Movie Talk. If you want, you'll get Biden Time, our political show. And of course, the titular Black Cast. And there are archived episodes of the sort of bootleg Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. after show we started doing late in the season when uh, the uh, the place we were doing shows uh, went on hiatus and uh, is still on hiatus. But uh, so there's a lot of good stuff in there. And Katie, I hope we have an excuse to uh, do a show together again sometime soon. Absolutely. And uh, by the way, on a yes. side note, from what I read, it is pronounced Shang-Chi, not Shang-Chi. Oh, Just boy. for anybody who wants to know. Oh, boy. Uh, Steve Leo did a video about yes, that, Christian. So I'm sorry, but your microaggression <laughs> will not be stood for. So wait, so Sammy Louie did a video about Shang-Chi. Is that what you're saying? He made a post when, when the announcement, when the trailer dropped, he did make a post saying that it is pronounced Shang-Chi and also how to pronounce well, his name. I appreciate that. And uh, I hope that when the title comes up on the screen, they, they've added in a voiceover. <laughs> Shang-Chi. You know, so that we're not all saying Shang-Chi. And yeah, then, you know, I just think in the Midwest, everybody's just going to call it Shang-Chi. Honest, true story. When I call it, when I try to say the name correctly and say like Shang-Chi to people, they look at me like I'm trying to be, you know what I mean? They're like, oh, okay, samurai, all right, buddy, yeah. shut it, the it, fuck up. It's like somebody that knows how to pronounce a foreign word correctly, and you're like, I, what are you saying? I, I don't even know what that yeah. is. By the way, well, you be the scrimshot. Say, you can say that your Asian friends are yes. trying to tell you the correct no, word. No, and look, I appreciate it, but <laughs> it's like by trying to say it, yeah. correctly I, i'm gonna be the asshole it's like yeah you mean shang chi no no actually it's pronounced shang chi and then it, and then it's gonna turn into all the so now it's like you're gonna have to have that video loaded on your phone be like no look look it's him it's yeah. what he's saying yeah. uh really important comment from you with the string crimshaw before we go also <laughs> chicks dig black cast listeners yes yeah. I, I i think that uh, and by the way what a what a great uh, avatar to have is the head of galactus <laughs> yeah uh, you can't you can't go wrong there 
anyway, thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, everybody in the chat. Moving along right now, we're joined by the one, the only, Zia Landerson Bastille Day, OnlyFans.com. Anderson, how are you? They, I'm good. How are you? I always love hearing all my names because no one else does that. So no. I don't get to hear it very often. No, no, one, no, else one, res no one respects the Bastille Day in particular because uh, you just you just uh, go right up front with the uh, Anderson. And by the way, uh, in the chat, Rock620, about time we know who to blame. Rock, uh, we started a few me. minutes late. It's worth it, Rock. It's worth it. I had to go get the... I was not going to leave a $7,000 PC in the mailroom. Absolutely not. As soon as it came in, we we're like, we got to go. <laughs> so <laughs> we picked up the PC. That's the exciting news. And I am going to do a video. And so, uh, I understand you also moved some furniture up the stairs. We were talking about yes. that before we started. Yes, I got a couch for the studio. Nick and I are going to start to do probably another show um, soon, hopefully. So yeah, we got a couch for the studio set up here we're just we're gonna make it all nice so you're not gonna see like fucking shitty random crap in the background soon <laughs> yeah because uh you know there's uh, enough shitty random crap close to the camera when you're on it so you obviously don't want that you know yeah i don't want to add to the shitty random crap that's on camera <laughs> it's like look this visual is shitty enough uh, <laughs> sorry and, you guys have and, to look at my face and i'm clearly one to talk because I'm literally in front of a bunch of trash. Yeah, I see. Well, some of it looks cool. I see something with R2D2 on it. I yeah, don't know that's what That's a it bulletin is. board. That's a bulletin board from my childhood bedroom when I was a kid. And, All right, you got to uh, pass on that. There. But These are, and there's uh, some boxes of comics and uh, a bunch of other stuff. And uh, Dominica Saxon says, random crap overload. Well, Mr. Saxon. speaking of overload, I think that uh, our audience for Marvel movie talk has uh, been very kind to stick with us while the uh, time has changed to accommodate various different schedules. And uh, today is no exception. We're here a little early because we wanted to chat with our friend Zia about a couple of things, but we want to start with Black Widow. And I think that Look, people who have seen you on some of the other shows you've been on, I know you uh, made this comparison on Is Eric Nagel, which I believe is Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. And I hear a rumor that I'm going to be on this week. I heard but, that rumor, too, uh, and I got really disappointed. But Yeah, okay. I know. You're like, great. Now I don't have to be on. <laughs> but uh, you did talk about it there. But I think that people who know you from uh, from the old show and the many shows we did together they want to know one what did you think of black widow and the one a is was it better than captain marvel okay so i'm going to answer one a first it was definitely better than captain marvel i did enjoy it more than captain marvel although i do really want to watch captain marvel again i just i i feel like i just need to anyway uh it, so i did like it better than captain marvel as far as overall how i felt about the movie it was okay it was okay. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't great. It was very much like mid-tier of the MCU for me. Like it, it was not up there. I didn't hate it. I didn't leave going, oh, that was so trash. Uh, but definitely the more I thought about it, the more little things I could find to critique. I liked, I liked, I think everybody likes the, I always forget her name, the actress who plays Elena Belova. Florence um, Pugh. Florence Pugh, yes. I think everybody likes her. And for good yeah. reason, she was great. She, I, she, her comedic timing and 
and sort of comedic acting was good. I enjoyed it. It was funny. I laughed the most at her lines. I really liked her talking about her vest. Uh, so that was great. And it was great to see. Didn't I did you kind of want one of those vests, by I the way? I do want one of those yeah. vests. And I bet you any much they will be for sale soon. Oh, you, you think <laughs> Disney might look to make some money with uh, tying something into a movie? <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, you know it's you're really going out on a limb there, but uh, I'm, I'm inclined <laughs> to agree with you. So it's all right. I will get it. I know. And someone already mentioned, because I am I am going to do a Black Widow cosplay. I'm getting close to being done with it. I have the wig and everything. I'm very excited. Nice. Yeah. Got the wig, got the suit. I just need all of the accessories to go with it to make it actually look like Black Widow and not just, you know, a whore in a suit. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to. Which, which you've done that cosplay for, uh, well, I was going to say your age. Really. I was going to say your age, but uh, let's not put that out no, there. Let's uh, not put that out there. No, yeah. please. Thank you, Christian. Let's, let's say. Tw 25 years plus 10. No, you're not that old. What? No. When did I turn 35? Oh, God. It's um, coming. Yes, it is. Oh, I don't want to think and about it. And by the way, uh, Dominica Saxon agrees with you. Pew stole every scene she was in. And uh, was I've really said multiple times on multiple shows that uh, the, the biggest heist in the MCU was Florence Pugh stealing this movie from Scarlett Johansson. But mm -hmm. I think in a way where she absolutely let her, you know, and you're talking about the comedic timing. Scarlett Johansson has been somewhat amusing in movies before, but Natasha Romanoff is not funny. She has a couple of dry jokes in every like second movie that she's in. Yeah. So they weren't going to be able to get a lot of funny out of her. And that's so not her I, character. And that's fine. Yeah. I think uh, turning it over to Yelena and uh, of course, uh, Red Guardian, uh, you know, to provide the laughs, uh, I think was definitely a smart way to go. Yes. And Red Guardian was great too, by the way. I really, I yeah. really enjoyed him in that movie. Uh, but they did. I feel like the Taskmaster character was handled very poorly. And I'm not even talking about like, oh, they made it a female. And I know some people are pissed about that. Yeah. I understand that it kind of worked in this in this story. Yeah. In the sense of like, it, oh, it was his daughter. Like, by fine. the way, some people some people are so pissed. You would think that when they took the mask off, it was supposed to be He-Man under there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. And I understand. But mostly, I just think that they did a bad job with the character as a whole. They they underutilized Taskmaster very heavily. And someone else mentioned this in my chat and I just, I have to agree. And I'm, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't remember who it was. Or no, I'm sorry. This was actually somebody I was talking to on OnlyFans, actually. That's hilarious. I totally forgot. People message me about wait, this on wait, OnlyFans. Wait, I love way it. to work into the plug. I Nicely know, done. OnlyFans.com <laughs> slash Zealand. Boom. Uh, anyway, I was talking to him about it. And, you know, I, I gave him my thoughts and he's like, yeah, I totally agree. I think that if they took out Taskmaster, it would have been the same movie, like a completely unnecessary character. It was almost just like the side, like, oh, here's Taskmaster. Taskmaster, we didn't get to see enough uh, choreography. We didn't get to see enough fight sequences from them. It just, all in all, that was just a really disappointing way to bring Taskmaster into the MCU. And the ending was ridiculous, where she just comes at, out of it, and she's like, is he gone? It's like, <laughs> uh, all right. It would have been way cooler if, turns out, she wasn't fucking... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> hey. If it turns out she <laughs> looking out. If it turns oh, oh. out she wasn't uh mind controlled the entire time. 
Yeah. Right. No, exactly. Uh, yes. Yeah. And and as they say in Glengarry Glenn Ross, uh, ABC, A always, BBC closing. So I'm trying to, uh, you know, just put it out there. I think that uh, of the, the number that I see in the live chat, I think about half of them are people who uh, will certainly at least visit your OnlyFans and uh, yes. at least uh, subscribe for a month or two. You yeah, know? check it out. And uh, where are we at on the feet pictures on the OnlyFans? Are, are, uh, are we putting I those up if they're requested? I, I don't, I request if people, people can pay for, uh, private pictures, like ones just for them. So like I've, that I'll send just to them. So right. I have done some feet stuff, not a ton, but for the most part, I just keep my socks off in every photo. So there's usually, um, how there. much would I have to pay for a picture of, uh, your husband, Nick throwing you down the stairs? Uh, I want to say a couple grand for that one. Oh. All right. I'll be pretty well. beat up after that. I did, <laughs> I did have someone offer me two grand for like my butt hole, basically. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you should have done? You should have just super zoomed in on Nick's butthole and been like, there you go. <laughs> butthole for you. Yeah, which uh, I'm sure that that's why people are here for uh, the butthole talk. But uh, our friend Cami Egan felt the same about Black Widow, Zia. It was a good MCU film. Uh, filler before the other films come out. Yeah, it's yeah. sort of like yeah. it was a nice in some ways Captain Marvel acted as a filler. It was also like, hey, you need to meet this character before we have her be super important. But yeah. it was like to go back in the timeline to like, yeah, uh, you know, previously on the MCU, you know, and it's like, oh, I don't even remember this. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I liked about it. But I also I can understand the uh, the criticism of it. But to me, it was it was fun, and it was also the first movie that I saw in a movie theater again. So that's a little wow. that was a little bit extra exciting. Special, uh, yeah, special. <laughs> and uh, but you know, and it, uh, it it I I've said this also many times, but it felt like I was kept thinking I'm like, oh, this is like a James Bond movie, and then when they pulled the masks off, I'm like, oh no no, it's a Mission Impossible movie because you know they always they all of a sudden it's like, oh my god, it's Tom Cruise. I had no idea that it was it was him so uh yeah i thought that uh it, you know look it was fun and a lot of it was oh yeah this is kind of exactly what i expected from it i didn't expect more than this you remember going back like two full years when we first got some trailers for it i was like yeah it's probably gonna be fun but yeah. uh yeah foolishly i was more excited for new mutants than i oh, was oh god christian i know we talked about that a lot and i'm so upset with myself now for being like i'm so excited about this movie and it was one of those ones where i heard so many bad things about it before i watched it that yeah. i put off watching it you know i put off watching it for a really long time i still and i did i waited until it came out wherever the fuck it came out i still it, have that it, six dollar gift card. i know i i I, I sent you six dollars in amazon <laughs> credit so that you could buy it uh just rent it yeah and then it ended up on hbo max for free and I so watched it uh there. you know what you can do with that six dollars you well <laughs> there's one thing you could do about with it but another thing you could do with it is you could put it towards a uh a doug bell cameo for my birthday in february so i like this idea a lot yeah. there we go i can start saving for it now <laughs> except of course i feel like you could probably get a doug bell cameo for free so i could ask still, to do you'll that, still I... you'll still have the six bucks <laughs> <laughs> Is that I'll just forever have this six dollars in credit. I don't even know where it's at in my email anymore. <sighs> I'll use That's it for another right. movie we need to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, but, can I send it back to you? Can you use it? Uh, I mean, I, I could probably rent something. Yeah, you know, that's what you, you when you see something that I need to rent, then you just send it back to me. There we go. That sounds good. Uh, cool. we'll but now, uh, definitely off topic. But are you more excited for 
for Morbius than you were for this movie. That movie has uh, gotten moved around the schedule a few times now. Dude, I'm really excited for Morbius. And I, I don't want this to be another I don't want this to be another repeat of fucking New, New Mutants. Mutants. Oh, but God. but but be ready for it to be. You know? It could easily be. I know it could easily be. I'm hoping for better because Jared Leto really is a good actor. Joker yeah. aside. <laughs> I don't think yeah. that was his fault. Uh, he's a, he's a fantastic actor, so we'll at least get some good acting in there. I'm hoping that we'll get a little Spider-Man nods here and there. I just yeah, I I'm excited. So. To, I like that they're doing some random different shit. I'm here to check it out. You know, it's one of those things where I'll go into it and be like, oh, I can't wait to see what this is. But I'm you know I don't want to go in with too high or too much expectation. Really, I think that's where you get yeah. let down. Uh, in terms of seeing Black Widow, did you go to the movies or did you do Disney Disney Plus Premier Access? I did go to the movies. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We still pay yeah. for the AMC stubs or whatever. It's like 25 bucks the, a month. It's like three yeah. movies a week. Yeah, three movies a week. It's so much to, like we could have spent 30 bucks to get one movie instead of, yeah. you know what I mean? So No, I think that I think that's the way to go for sure. Yeah, and I think that yeah. there's some of the movie would work fine on TV, but especially when like the red room is like falling down to the ground and yeah. you know, as improbable as those sequences are from a logic standpoint, <laughs> the it's avalanche. Still, yeah, it still <laughs> looks really yeah, the, the avalanche. Yeah. It all looks really cool, so I'm like, "Oh, this is the, this is the reason why I'm at the movies is is to see all of this." There was uh, some rough CGI in that avalanche scene with Black Widow swinging around from the helicopter. Yeah. There was moments where I was like, woof. <laughs> I know. They, <laughs> they had like an extra year and a half to do all the CGI. I, I you know? know, and it's I like, know. that that's it? You're just like, yeah, it's good enough. <laughs> you know? fine. People have been yeah. waiting for a long time. They won't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, overall, it, you didn't think it was bad. Uh, you had more fun than you did watching Captain Marvel, but I, I think that that has a lot to do with the character development. I mean, we care about yes. Natasha, exactly, and this is the theoretically, at least, this is the last time we're going to see her because we've already said goodbye to her, mm -hmm. and then this is a like, yeah, one more thing. Yeah, but uh, do you feel like this is a this was a, a good send off that they did give her her own solo adventure, or should they have just let her uh, let her fall to her death in Boromir and uh, we could have uh, just, you know, never said hello again. Uh, I'm torn on that. I think either way it would have been fine. This is yeah. fine. If they hadn't given us this movie, I think it also would have been fine. It's yeah. one of those things where it's like, we, you're right. We said goodbye. It was really sad. I did cry when she died. <laughs> when her and Iron Man died, there was, there was, there was tears. So, it, you know, it's one of those things that, yeah, it's kind of cool that we got this, but it is a little bit weird watching it, knowing that, like, oh, this character's dead. Yeah. <laughs> well, that leads us uh, into the uh, post credit scene. So there's the idea that uh, we're going to get plenty more of Florence Pugh and yes. uh, Julie Dreyfus uh, is uh, recruiting her for some organization that there are many theories for and uh, set, uh, having her square off against Hawkeye. Uh, who, you know, in this movie, uh, her sister did mention a few times. So uh, I think that the trying to kill him part of it probably won't last for too long. But uh, what do you think about sort of the prospect that, you know, the post credit scene acts to let us know, like, well, you know, we're not going to have the Natasha Romanoff Black Widow anymore, but uh, we'll we'll still have a widow. And, you know, this one's funnier. So what about that? It's it's hard because you did spend this is not an easy role to fill. You have we have spent 10 plus years with Scarlett Johansson. Has it been yeah. 10 plus? How many years has she been in the MCU? Anyway, it's been a long time. 
that we yeah, spent it's, with it's Scarlett about, Johansson. It's like 15, I think. Has it yeah. been 15? Holy shit. Yeah. And she's a great Black Widow. She really is. She was a, the perfect choice for this. She's been great in the role the entire time. So that is hard. And as much as I like Florence Pugh, it's going to be a little bit weird getting used to. But that being said, she's not becoming Natasha Romanov. She's Yelena Belova. So she's a slightly different character. I think it'll be cool to see more of her in the MCU. I hope that she continues for a while. The I like I like the idea. I have a feeling this is going to lead into the Hawkeye show, right? That's what that's what the that's, conventional wisdom is. It seems to be yeah. that that's the next time we'll see Clint Barton, and who knows? It could be the last time we see him if uh, Kate Bishop takes over as Hawkeye, and you know he retires on to that ranch where his weird kids put mayonnaise on hot dogs. You know, oh, so God, yeah, right? I we'll never forget that. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of why Thanos made sure to get rid of them because yeah. it's like that's disgusting. I mean, if you could pick and choose based on like when you when when the snap happens, yeah. just pick it wasn't random, just pick and choose based on like bad eating habits. You eat yeah. weird shit. No. <laughs> You're gone. I uh, wanted to bring in this uh, comment from uh, Cami Egan. David Harbour stole the show as Red Guardian. I'd like a series about him. Would you like to see cool. some form of, you know, uh, Red Guardian sequel, prequel, some form of adventure? like to see i don't think that he'd be like a great main character but i'm with cammy i'd like to see more of him i think it'd be cool for him to pop up here and there or like be a part of something uh, it'd be kind of fun to see him well can't really do this now up against captain america at some point but that's kind of that's hard to do i mean yeah. not with i was thinking I mean, original. It, yeah i mean he, I could, he, could, go, he could go up against that. sam uh and then uh, one of the the theories that we had on uh, a previous episode was he could uh go against the mm, I've forgotten the character name now, but uh, the from Falcon and Winter Soldier, the guy who had been Captain America like in the 50s uh, and then, you know, he ended up in jail. So you could get kind of a flashback story. That to them could at be some fun. Point. That could yeah. be really fun. Yeah. So uh, there, there's some chances to see him. And uh, yeah, I think I, I'm sure that what's going to happen is that the character will show up again in the comics and he's going to be like much wackier and like this, you know, a lot of times movies can help retcon characters by just be like, well, that's what everybody's going to expect to see uh, from him. So uh, let's just do more of that. Uh, so yeah, I think that, uh, Oh, here was an interesting comment from BlackRock 316. The action was edited very odd and uh, was disappointed in it. Uh, and Dominica uh, Saxon taskmaster getting up uh, to keep fighting saying she enjoys killing uh and uh did ross let black widow walk away at the end of the film no i think that it's like look, obviously she was able to break out and sneak away from wherever he put her and it's so rudimentary and was so easy for her we're not even going to show it to you did you get that impression that's Zia? what i thought too yeah, yeah. it's a valid question because it's not something that they showed us but yeah right. i don't see why uh I, I don't see why he would let her uh, you know, go away, you know, I mean, just walk out, you know. Uh, and uh, by the way, Cam Egan says, I, ha I have yet to see New Mutants based on the two of you and everyone in the chat's review. If you um, have HBO Max, watch it for free. You can watch it for free. It's worth it's, the hour and a half of your time. Yeah, it's, it's only it an is. hour and a half. You could watch it twice while uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League is playing in the other room <laughs> and it would still have an hour left. So, <laughs> you know, true. come on. Yeah. It's it's but it is it is rough. The first half was kind of fun. I, I enjoyed the yeah. first half a little bit, and then we got in the second half, and I was like, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sam Whitfield with a point. Uh, Jared Leto was great in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. He's a good actor. Uh, 
he's typically very good. Yeah. And you know, speaking of the Snyder cut, the the toned down Joker that we got was like, yeah, so we, much better. we we can handle that. That's a little bit more uh, palatable. You know? If we had gotten that Joker in Suicide Squad, it would have been I wouldn't say a completely different movie because that's not all that was wrong yeah. with it, but it would have been better. <laughs> yeah, and uh, since we're talking about Jared Leto, Cam uh, Egan again, for the love of God, I hope Jared Leto doesn't cock up Morbius, especially <laughs> since he looks incredible as a character. He does look that really is, cool in that trailer. Awesome. Oh, yeah. I want that movie to be good so bad. Yeah. Because it's such a cool, it's such a random pull too from the comics. I know it's, you know, it's a Spider-Man villain, obviously, but it's, I feel like it's not one that's super widely known except yeah. for like avid comic book readers. Yeah. Or if you watched the, the 90s animated Spider-Man series, that's probably yeah. where a lot of people know him. Yeah. But uh, I, I'm honestly legitimately excited for uh, Venom 2. There will be carnage because uh, like I, I think you and I were the only ones that at least of any of the shows that we did, we we're the only ones who liked Venom at all. Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't love everything about it, but uh, no, was it like, wasn't a perfect movie, but it was another one that was fun. It yeah, was exactly. fun and the acting was good and the relationship they developed between Venom and Eddie Brock was great. They did. I feel like that. And then I'm excited to see more of that in the second movie. I mean, yeah, it would be awesome if we could get him in Spider-Man, but yeah, that's not what we're doing yeah. right now. No, it'll be great. And uh, by the way, Daniel Drew uh, reminded me, Isaiah Bradley was the Captain America from Falcon and Winter Soldier that uh, I was going to say David Bradley and I knew that was wrong. So I just said, uh, oh, I forget his name, you know, basically. So, uh, by the way, Rock wants to uh, chime in that he also liked Venom. So, it was a uh, fun movie. We're not alone. Yeah, yeah <laughs> we're, we just felt alone that week. Yeah. When it came yeah, out, yeah. we're like, whoa, what was wrong with it? <laughs> uh, well, there, the other big uh, MCU uh, reaction that I'm sure people are excited to hear from you is Loki. We've done a lot of episodes. We would do weekly recaps on this show uh, every Wednesday. We we moved the show to Wednesday to be recaps for all of uh, well once the once the uh, Disney Plus MCU series moved to Wednesday. Uh, so I guess we did it for Loki, <laughs> not to be confused with for Loco. Thank you. All right, <laughs> I didn't even have that. Oh, I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> Uh, so too bad this isn't Twitch. Someone has to clip that. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody could do it. Come on, Rock. You could do it. You could figure out how to do it. Just go over to YouTube and grab it. But uh, what were your thoughts just sort of overall on, on Loki? And let's start with uh, Sophie DiMartina as uh, DiMartino as uh, the Loki variant, Lady Loki, maybe the Enchantress, but uh, whatever she was, uh, the so only he, person that Loki would ever be able to fall in love with is, of course, himself. himself. Yes. Yeah. I, I did think that was just so funny how he falls in love with him. Uh, I really liked Loki. I really did. It was a good I think it was my favorite so far of the Disney Plus shows. They did. I think they did such a great job. It was so different. It was so weird. We really dive into the Loki character a lot because it's interesting. Right. So we saw Loki progress over time throughout all of these movies and you know he starts off as this really as a villain really and then by the time we get to where he gets killed by Thanos he's not really a villain anymore he's kind of an anti-hero I guess and so you see that sort of development and then suddenly we're hopping back all those years to where we still have mischievous villain Loki but then they sort of in the it was it was six episodes right it was yes yeah in the in the 
I was going to say, oh my God, my brain is completely forgetting this word. Anyway, over those six episodes, we sort of got that character development back, which is showing that no matter what, Loki kind of develops into this more anti-hero type of character that's still Loki, still mischievous, uh, but he's turned into like oddly this good guy that you can't help but really like. So I think they did a really good job with that. I really like the Sylvie character too. I thought that that was a really cool idea to have another variant of himself that he falls in love with. And just overall, I like, I mean, I guess that wasn't, we didn't really get Kang at the end there, but we got kind of Kang, if that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, a, a Kang variant. And yeah. uh, that, that, I don't know, that's the sort of stuff that I think in general doesn't bother people, like your diehard comic book fans. The idea that He Who Remains would just be a variant of Kang is logically, it works. So everybody's like, all right, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I haven't seen the backlash against that because that's, it's hardly a beloved character, you know? I mean, it's, uh, I, I think it, it just worked really well. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see him as Kang. I feel like, you know, we know he's going to be in uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania, but uh, I suspect we're going to see him before that. But I uh, think so too. I think he's going to be another one of those, maybe not Thanos level big bad, but I think that yeah. there's going to work up to some stuff with him, which I always like. I appreciate yeah. when they do that. No, but I, I mean, the potential is there for him mm -hmm. to be a Thanos level big bad because of the influence he has on the timeline as a whole, you know? That is true. That is a good point. And yeah, uh, yeah I really, I enjoyed that actor too. I thought he was really good in the role. Very out there, very strange, which I liked. So yeah, I, I like that a lot. Also, shout out to Owen Wilson. Right. I was, I was literally about to ask you, uh, you know, <laughs> the, so the only good. disappointing thing about there being a second season is that I fully expected that the series was going to end. He finally gets to ride off on his jet ski. And I, I, I yeah, think that guy. that's still what we're going to get. He better. It just, better. It'll be down the road, you know? Uh, yeah, some people uh, in the chat were not surprised. They knew there was going to be a second season, but I honestly had no idea. Neither did I. It, it was one of those things where I'm like, how in the hell are they going to wrap this up in the next 10 minutes? And then you're like, oh, they're not. They don't. Great. Yeah. 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 And then he gets, oh, God, that part, too, where he gets back to the TVA and even uh, Owen Wilson. I And I'm forgetting his name. Why am I forgetting his name in the show? Oh, it's it's Mobius, which Mo I had to be really Mobius. careful to not call Morbius Mobius, Mobius as a reason. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay. So and he gets back to Mobius, and Mobius has no idea who he is. And it's a whole different thing. And there's a yeah. big statue of Kang. <sighs> I'm we, so excited for season. We all want to know. Yeah, I, I think know. I think it was great. And you know, the uh the episode where uh, Loki and Sylvie first kind of team up and they run around together, uh, I thought of you because I said on multiple shows that that episode of Loki was the best episode of Doctor Who in the last five years. Like it, you could take <laughs> yes. that script. You could have either one of them be the doctor and either one is, is the companion. Like yep. it, it, everything about that was like, it's such a Doctor Who story. And I'm like, this is great. I didn't and then, think about that. Oh my God. Yeah. So, uh, and, and by the way, if you're not watching the video version, you're really missing out on Zia wiping her nose. Dude, my and nose is running like crazy if that is the kind the of stuff, Hey, What's that? Your nose is running? You better go catch it. <laughs> wait, <Yeah>. wait, wait. <laughs> <sighs> it's weird to do that with you now that you actually do a show with him. All the time. <laughs> we just used to do that. Just for, for fun, we would do that on yeah. shows. On shows. My just favorite to annoy our co-hosts. Yep. And I, my favorite was, I still have that clip of the Westchester's the best Chester. And you get it. You like, you know, like we have this moment and, and uh, Zach is just like, oh, I hated that so much. 
<laughs> but you, then you tweeted it at Sam Roberts, who, did, who said, yeah. like, that guy's got a problem because uh, <laughs> Sam Roberts knows more than anybody that the Westchester is the best Chester. The best and Chester. honestly, there's an East Chester in Pennsylvania. It is not better than Westchester. So don't tell me that East Chester. You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb and say that East Chester is the fucking least Chester. East Chester, least Chester. That is a mic drop moment, Christian. Yeah, I know. But I didn't want to drop my mic because it would have been really loud. And honestly, knowing me, I would have broken it. And uh, yeah, you know, nobody yeah. nobody really wants that. Well, actually, I think they do. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, Rock did not enjoy our chip-like interaction. He <laughs> just uh, had a lot of no. <laughs> I don't know how anybody chip. can hate chip. I, mean, I don't either, but you know, yeah. here we are. <laughs> but here we are. Uh, so, but, you know, if... Uh, if, if you did enjoy seeing Zia blow her nose, uh, perhaps you can ask for that at her onlyfans.com slash. I should start saving those and selling them. Someone will buy them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Now con considering, uh, when you were on Chrissy Mayer's show, uh, there was one of the other guests was talking about somebody on her OnlyFans that they would buy, <laughs> get ready for this boys in the chat they would buy used tampons from them. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just like, you know, if somebody wants to spend money for it. So uh, yeah. So, so sell the tissues, you know, why not? <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? Somebody could clone you. Oh, wait a minute. All right. No, don't, don't sell the tissues. I just, I just, I just came up with the reason why you shouldn't do that. I you mean you don't want a thousand Zia's running around. No, no, I don't. I don't, I don't think anybody does. But, uh, maybe <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I think that, uh, look, we've gotten some uh, some great uh, Marvel content after a, a long dry spell. Uh, and, and I know we talked about the other Disney Plus shows uh, the last time we chatted. I think we did anyway. I'm fairly right. sure we, we've talked so. about all of it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that well, I like all three series because they're all so different. Mm -hmm. You know, like WandaVision is such a very specific thing. And honestly, I liked uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. That is the most typical for what I was expecting from. Yes, a that was very it, MCU. It was a good story. I liked it. I liked that we we end up with him as Cap at the end. But that that's the one that I expected the most. I think that the the crazy Loki series and and the also crazy Wanda series, mm -hmm. they were both great and uh, you know just so different. And honestly. Like even people who loved Black Widow, you can't tell me that that's your favorite MCU content of 2021. Yeah. You know, it's because it's like it just got buried in all this stuff. You know, it's just like it it came out the what like be like Loki had its second to last episode, and then Black Widow came out, and you're like, yeah, yeah I'll go see it. But boy, am I way more excited about that. That's yeah. we did two shows that week of uh, Marvel Movie Talk because I'm like, everybody's gonna want to talk about the Loki finale, so we gotta. We got to do our uh, Black Widow talk beforehand, and uh, we've done we've done uh, really four episodes talking about Black Widow, and we'll probably put it to rest now. But people can always talk about it uh, in the chat. So we've got a lot of other things coming up uh, MCU wise uh, on the calendar. The next official MCU thing is Shang Chi, which uh, our friend uh, Katie uh, informed me. I guess it's Shang Chi, and Shang Chi. Uh, it's apparently Shang-Chi, okay. but I've never said it that way. And it's going to be hard for me to break the habit. I'm not saying it in a way of like, I ain't fucking calling him that. No, I'm just saying I'm going to say it wrong because I'm used to it. But um, I'm excited for that because, again, it's a completely different genre. It's like, yeah, you want to see a Marvel Kung Fu movie? Great. And 
it's Disney money behind it. So you know that the Kung Fu is going to be awesome. I am so excited. This is, this is what we should, hopefully this is what we should have got with, and I know that we both liked Iron Fist, but I know that we can both critique the fact that the choreography was not great, <laughs> especially yeah. following Daredevil, which where the no. choreography was a fucking phenomenal. And, and I also, when, when that came up on, uh, it's Eric Nagel, uh, which I guess it's available on, on iHeartRadio, but you can also watch it live on Twitch Thursdays at 7 PM Eastern. And again, who's going to be on this week? Mm, this guy, hey. I just, I just stole Doug Bell's thing. <laughs> this guy, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Benefer. but uh then you did defend iron fist and i was glad that you didn't just try to fit in with the cool kids and be like yeah iron fist sucked but there's legitimate complaints there and are. critique about the fact that finn jones didn't have time to prepare and uh you know weeks. He, he wasn't he wasn't perfect but again there's that one episode of luke cage where it's the two of them together and we're like yeah that's the series we should have gotten they should have just done yeah they should have just done that they should have given us a little bit of build up from both of their characters like a mini series on each of them and then they meet up and boom that's the series yeah yeah no exactly so um yeah so movie wise that's the next thing we're gonna get i'm excited i don't know that much about it the rumor is we're gonna get mandarin and there's a lot of comparisons to Mandarin, Mandarin and, and Taskmaster because, yeah, it was like, well, they burned like a, a pretty cool Marvel villain. And uh, I, I think if we really get him, it'll it'll make up a lot for for that turn in uh, Iron Man 3. Uh, but yes, people in the chat are pointing out to me that before we get Shang-Chi, Shang uh, we will get the what if series uh, in just a couple of weeks on Disney plus and the seeing the trailer for it, the animation looks really cool. Yeah. And like we're going to get the real voice talent, you know, from the, the movies. So are you more excited for, you know, an animated Marvel series like this because they've clearly put so much into it? I mean, look, it's, it's much more exciting and appealing to me than like star Wars, the bad batch, you know? The, well, Nick, I think Nick is watching the Bad Batch now, and so far it's been really good. And I haven't, I'm, I'm not caught up on a lot of the. Wait, Bad Batch is out, right? Am I thinking of the right one? Yeah, I, it I is. think okay. it's, it's think either just finished it. or it's about to. But okay, yeah. that's what I thought. Anyway, uh, point is, I am excited to watch it, and I think mostly for the, and I think that they chose what if this was a good avenue to go with what if in, um animation because you can i feel like you can do a lot more with animation you can get more yeah, out there things can get more crazy with it's still a big budget but i feel like not as big of a budget as like a, a live action cgi like all the crazy shit you would need to do a lot of that stuff like are they doing are they doing zombie cap i feel like i don't know why i thought they were doing that but I no like i think that. you might be right i think the first one we're gonna get is peggy carter as captain uh captain carter i think they call her yeah. uh but yeah and then you know you, you you can pick some of what we're gonna get you know we're gonna get chadwick boseman as black panther for the last time which uh i think well it's nice that we're getting something you know i mean it, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's so sad that we won't have him anymore but it, at least we get this and he'd recorded the uh, the audio for this mm -hmm. before yeah. he died wow. he did yeah yeah so, uh, and you know, Cammy Egan makes a point that there is a lot of the cast is there uh, and, uh, what if does look cool, but, uh, she's bummed that Robert Downey Jr. And Chris Evans don't provide the voices for the respective characters. Uh, I would say weird. specifically Robert Downey Jr. 
the price tag would make that cost prohibitive. And Chris Evans is probably like, no, nah, I'm just, I said I was done playing Cap, so I'm going to just be done playing Cap. And so, I, look, I get it. They've been yeah. playing those characters for a long time, but it does still suck. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bummer. Yeah, absolutely. And Daniel Drew says uh, he's excited for a Marvel Studios mini animation studios coming at some point. And yeah, look, I mean, this is the first MCU animation. You know, I mean, there's plenty of Marvel animation that we've had, some mm -hmm. of it through the, you know, like, Sony or whatever, but you know, there's been a lot of it, but uh, getting more of it, I think is great. This definitely opens up the avenue and look, and that is also an attractive avenue where, you know, maybe you wouldn't do a Red Guardian limited series, but maybe you do like an animated series or an animated movie. You know, it, there's, there's, I think that in some ways the Disney plus series are well suited for characters that you weren't going to give their own movie to like Wanda. You know, Scarlet Witch wasn't going to get her own movie and uh, Loki wasn't going to star in a movie. He's always going to be paired up with Thor. And uh, of course, you know, neither Falcon nor Winter Soldier were going to get their own movie. So uh, I think, you know, and then the upcoming series, especially like, you know, Ms. Marvel and Moon Knight and all of those. I'm that, really excited for Moon Knight. Yeah. I mean, especially Oscar with uh, with Oscar best. Isaac. Yeah. I mean, they, you know. He uh, he got done wrong having to play Apocalypse in uh, X Men Apocalypse. That so, was not uh, his fault. Not his fault. <laughs> not he just his fault. he just signed on the dotted line and took the checks. You know that's mm -hmm. uh, that's definitely not on him. But uh, should have been awesome that he got to play uh, Apocalypse. Mm -hmm. But it was not awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely not awesome. It was so but bad. yeah, so it's like we're in just a few week lull uh, with because what if premieres on, I believe, uh, August 11th. So, That's you know, it's up. really just a, a little bit of time where it's like, all right, let everybody catch up. And uh, and if they don't catch up, they could mustard. <laughs> that uh, was such a joker laugh. And the only reason. <laughs> <laughs> I really only made a bad joke for Rock because I know that he would hate it. So yes, uh, you're yeah, welcome, sure Rock. Did. Yeah, yeah, he definitely did. But uh, you know, in in terms, <laughs> yeah, in, in terms of the other stuff, you know, we're talking. We've mentioned Moon Knight and uh, Shang Chi is going to be cool. It, of the things that you know are coming over the next couple years, is there one? Maybe we've already said it. Is there one you're like, oh man, when this one comes out, it's going to be awesome. Shang-Chi, very excited about. Yep. I, I know, I guess this isn't, I and I already forgot the date on this, but I'm still really excited for Blade. Oh, yeah, With you're Mahershal the one. Mahershala Ali. No, I know oh, a lot of, a lot of people. One. No, Mahershala Ali as, you know, look, we weren't going to get, we weren't going to get Wesley Snipes. It wouldn't work, uh, and I understand. But, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know when that might actually come out. Yeah, I don't know don't if anybody. for that. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, I, I think maybe 2022 release date, uh, the creator of Blade said back in March, but I don't think anybody knows for sure. But they've got so many movies that are like already done, just waiting to come out. You know, I mean, Shang-Chi was supposed to come out the day that Black Widow ultimately came out. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it, we were supposed to already get Eternals, you know, so, uh, you know. Eternals, and I'm not super excited for. I'm more going into it like, right, this will be interesting. We'll see. I'm going into it with a very, like, we'll see yeah. attitude. I they're like the cast. They're, the cast is great. Their characters I'm not particularly familiar with, but 
I I have had my doubts about the MCU early on. Uh, you know, I I wasn't sure how Captain America was going to work. I was really convinced that Thor wasn't going to work. So, uh, and in one of the three times I was right. But again, that's where you disagree about uh, the Dark World. Um, did you ever do a rewatch of that, no, by the way? No, I yeah. haven't, and I need to. I'm still trying yeah. to finish the Fear Street series. <laughs> oh, I see, yeah. Um, as, I, as I read a bunch of the books. When it comes to the Eternals, I'm just going to have faith that they're going to put something good on the screen, and yeah. it doesn't have to be amazing and like, well, that was better than Endgame. You know, I, I, as long as... As long as they uh, get the right spirit and it feels like an MCU movie, I, I can't imagine having a problem with it. Uh, but yeah, I think that uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, I'm so excited for because of everything that has been set up, one, in WandaVision, but also now in Loki. And I, I think that the Spider-Man movie this December, uh, which, you know, it's MCU adjacent, essentially, yeah. Uh, that's going to feed into it. So I think when we really start getting to those stories, it's going to be great. You know, like when you finally got it, just the first Infinity War, much less Endgame, you know. So I think when we get the the big high stakes stuff, that's that's what I'm going to be most excited yeah. for. Multiverse of ma multiverse of madness. I the that? multiverse of madness. Yeah. Multiverse and uh, I stand <laughs> by my my assertion, by the way, I still think Thor Love and Thunder is a dumb title and I will not back down from that no i'm with you on that i hate <clears throat> that title so much and that's one of those movies that i'm just kind of also met on I, I but i'm go i'm going into it with like open mind but i just i'm not that excited for it i don't know why i just i'm like sure i guess um unless they give us frog thor and then i all will feed all will well, you, you did see frog thor in loki right there was a little uh yes. he was on the ground yeah and, yes i did see that I and they apparently that. recorded chris hemsworth as his voice and they didn't use it and i'm like well how do you not use it not use that yeah right that's crazy uh, yeah no if, if we get frog thor i will be forgiven no it's just i don't know it's one of those weird no i mean I, look natalie portman is a fantastic act she's actress. amazing i D love her Despite how she was directed by George Lucas, she's a phenomenal actress. <laughs> also not her fault. <laughs> also not her fault. But yeah, but I'm with you. And I'm like, you know, when Jane Foster wasn't in Ragnarok, it wasn't like, oh boy, this movie needed some more Jane Foster, you know? Yeah. And it's one of those things too, where it's like, I, I don't mind Lady Thor at all. You know, yeah. it's it's whatever. But it's one of those things where when you start doing too, too much of that, it's kind of like a, like the Flash show. When everybody started becoming a Flash, I was just yeah. like, uh, or a speedster rather, I was just like, oh, this is, I can't, this is so dumb. It's fun because there's one of them. Yeah, right. No, exactly. Uh, yeah. I just, when you start getting like, oh, here's the Thor, here's the Thor. And it worked in Loki because you weren't following all, like, those were all variants and the story wasn't focused on them. Right. So, and, you know, it, I, I would say that with, you know, having Elena be the new Black Widow, it, it's like, well, it would be weird if they had a male Black Widow. So obviously, that is that going would be to super weird. Yeah, don't right? do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> see, and that's my point. Like, if there was like, oh, here's this Black, and that's a little bit different too, though, because they're all widows from. That's part of the lore. They're all widows from the Red Room. Like, there's a whole yes. bunch of them. That's the whole thing. They've all been training, but there's only one Natasha Romanoff Black Widow. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, not everybody checked in in the live chat. Uh, I wanted to uh, get uh, Opie and Anthony, Jim and Sam show legend, Chris, the teacher, <laughs> whose comment to you was, hey, Bay. 
And uh, <laughs> I didn't see that. Th those two words needed to actually be shared during the show. That uh, it, it's more of a hey, Bay. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I think that's and, not at me for whatever reason. Uh, well, it was it was a, in a reply to uh, the the tweet with the link in it. So oh, I'm sure you can great. find it. I'm sure so when when you're on Chris the teacher's radar, uh, you know we're doing something right. <laughs> well, Zia, it is always delightful to get the chance to talk to you, even though I always pretend otherwise. Uh, but uh, I. I I, I do appreciate the fact that it's less often than it used to be. That's probably why it's fun, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we did see each other way too much before. I mean, oh. we did all those shows together, and sometimes we hung out just because. I don't yeah, know. We would, we would like, that. go to lunch. Yeah, we, like, uh, did stuff together. And, you know, and, uh, you know but I, I was in that. I was in R711 the other day, and it just didn't feel right. It's not I felt the same, like, huh? I felt like I was too time in you. I haven't, been in, I haven't been into a 7-Eleven since. Well, it's because you have Wawa's where you That's live. True. So why would you go to 7-Eleven? I passed by a 7-Eleven and I was like, why the fuck would I ever go back there? Yeah. You pass by a 7-Eleven and you throw a brick through the window. And you're like, yeah, that's what you're good for. Trash. Clean well, that up. <laughs> have you ever seen bag. any of the, the cherry Slurpee cookies again? No, that cherry Slurpee yeah. cookie at 7-Eleven was like a one-time find. Dude, if and... you ever see those again, I will give you money to send them to me. All right, that's fair. Uh, can, but uh, to, one more question on topic. Uh, Cammy Egan, when do you think we're going to get a Spider-Man No Way Home trailer? Uh, I think Ooh. soon, but they don't want to get in the way of a few things. One, Shang-Chi, but also Sony has Venom, There Will Be Carnage. And I think they want a lot of the focus to be on that. Now, what yeah. they should do is go ahead and tack on a No Way Home trailer on the end of, you know, instead of like an end, exactly end, end, end credit do. scene. Why don't they do that? You know? Uh, so I, I think that we will get it uh, at some point, but uh, I guess, I guess we'll have to see, you know, but Wait, shall she? yeah. So uh, Zia, there are so many places for people to keep in touch with you. Oh, uh, so take your time and go through uh, all of them. <laughs> that, uh, Thank you. The, you know, uh, the most important one is onlyfans.com slash Zialand. Thank you, when Christian. We, we had you on the Blackcast. Uh, we talked a little bit about that. We did. And, uh, our our Blackcast co-host, uh, Jeff Duray, happy birthday today to him. Oh, happy birthday, uh, Jeff. He has not celebrated by recreating any of your photos, though. Gee, so I don't uh, know that's, how we haven't done that yet. That's a little bit of a bummer. Well, now he lives in Massachusetts and you live in New Jersey. And, uh, you know, the band is breaking up. I but know. other places people can find you include what? All right. So if you're not following me on Twitter and Instagram and you would like to do that, it's at Zia underscore land spelled XIA underscore land. Uh, also, twitch.tv slash Zealand, where you can talk directly to me. You can in the chat and I can talk back to you. Uh, I do a lot of a lot of fun stuff there. Eating, gaming, watching videos. It's a good time. Uh, also, the Chip Chipperson podcast. I uh, am, a, I guess, semi-regular. Regular? I don't know. Anyway. Not a real person. Not a real person. Since Jeff's yeah. not here Jeff. I, I, for his, in honor of his birthday. Not a real we person. did need that. Yeah. And in a way, he's not a real person, but he is. What? Very strange. <laughs> oh, I'm going to send this clip to him and he's going to he's going to want to know, "Bay, why'd you say that about me?" Why would you I say thought we that? had something special. <laughs> Chip well, that means that you, do you think he's yesterday's tomatoes? Is that what you're he trying to say? He's not yesterday's tomatoes. That's not what I'm saying. He's very much tomorrow's grapes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's, well, he's, because they're small, so you're probably right about yes, that. Yes, yeah. yeah. 
So Chip Trippers and Podcast, that's up on YouTube. He also has a Patreon if anybody becomes a big fan and wants to check that out. I think it's just like five bucks and a it, month. And it's you get Chip's it Patreon where you you do like hangouts with Chip and yeah. fans. And you we guys have watched episodes of Doctor Who, right? Yes, we have. And those are really fun. And he does put those hangs up afterwards too. So even if you miss them, you can still watch them. And the, the fun thing with that is you either get Jim or you get Chip. And either way, it's a really good time. We haven't done one in a while though because Jim's been going back to doing stand-up. Yeah. And doing yeah. and stuff out. So I understand it doesn't have as much time. And uh, I think it's episode four of the Doug Bell cast. I would tell people to seek that out. Uh, the <laughs> Doug Bell cast is very enjoyable, but I, I don't know. Have you, is that the only one you've done? That That's one? the only one yeah. that I've done. And yeah. The, the late night phone call from Doug Bell to Zia is, uh, and, and I know that uh, Doug Bell is a very divisive character more so than Chip Chipperson, but, uh, <laughs> but that, was it was it's one of my favorite things I've ever seen you do. Oh, and you were you were on uh, uh, Kelly and Calta this week, right? Yeah, I was on with- Kelta and Kelly with Bobby Kelly, uh, Mike Calta, and Burt Kreischer, which was really cool. And who, who Dougie Bell fun. calls uh, Kreisch. Kreisch, of course he calls him Kreisch, and yeah. I'm sure that I'm sure that Chip calls him like Bert or like Berg Kreischman or something yeah. like that. Or, yeah, he probably does call him Berg Kreischman. <laughs> oh, and look, by the way, uh, Rock says now that was good. So he liked he, the Doug Bell cast he, with you. No, All no, right. no, not the Doug Bell cast. He hates Doug Bell. The Colton Kelly show. That's I know oh. what he's talking about. Yeah, he liked oh, he liked no. that a lot. He enjoyed that, and I had a really good time on that show. I have and, to say, Bert Kreischer, uh, follow me on Instagram. Instagram and subscribe to my OnlyFans, and that was one of the coolest moments I've ever had in my whole entire life. <laughs> I was like, That's so "What great. is happening?" <laughs> yeah, so and cool. and uh, we have uh, reports that uh, whether he has subscribed directly or not, but uh, Anthony Cumia of Opie and Anthony fame has also he mm-hmm. either has subscribed or. I have people who send me things is what he said. Oh, yeah, so which you whichever, motherfuckers. I will find out which ones. Actually, yeah, I don't know how many. Yeah, find out which yeah, ones you are. shouting but, the stuff that you're supposed to pay for. Yeah, and you're but, not supposed to do that, by the way. That's like against terms of service. I've I've gotten a lawyer to get a couple things like taken. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Like, I will come after you. Go you. fuck yourself. Yeah. But what if, but, not but, cool. But if they then convince Ant to spend the money and subscribe himself, then I guess maybe you can let that one slide. I will but, let that one slide, but don't think I won't come after you. Hey, Sam Whitfield <laughs> has a great question. When is Zia going to be on Joe Rogan? I'm working on it, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said that like that. That'd be so fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and yeah, he, he, uh, back to rock. Uh, he definitely suggests nobody seeks <laughs> out. See, I told Bell you. Cast <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know about you rock, <laughs> but I always appreciate you being here in the chat. Uh, and we appreciate everybody who was here for the live chat. Uh, Zia, let's uh, not wait too long to do this again. Well, we've got so much, maybe, maybe we can circle a date for, uh, for venom uh, too, because yeah. especially if everybody hates it, except us, then we're going to need to do like a venom Two support group. Yes, it's and like, it's if you love Venom too, if you love Venom too, come to us. Yeah, it's gonna be the two of us and no one else watching. <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, as mentioned a couple of times during the show, you should be able to find Zia and myself this Thursday, tomorrow, July 29th, on It's Eric Nagel, which is on iHeartRadio, and they also do it live on Twitch now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Twitch.tv so, slash It's Eric Nagel. I-T-S-E-R-I-K-N-A-G-E-L. 
Yes, yeah. exactly. So uh, thank you to Zia and thank okay. you, thank you to everyone. And we will see you next time on the black cat you don't know what you are missing damn fine show hosted by christian he's just dope no ass i'm kissing listen into black cast click subscribe on this podcast you won't be the first but don't you be last listen while you pumping your gas listen into black cast on this episode it's jean gray talking about the things that she say so distracted didn't feed bay listen into black cast met this girl she smiled in my face black cast enchilade to my place had one beer she brought a whole case listen into black cast cops knock on the door and listen black cats on they think i'm christian cops ran off now i ain't tripping listen into black cast my point is listen to this show don't need me to tell you it's dope rock so hard like johnny lithgow listen into black cast oh yeah that's the black cast it's on the ghost twin tv or whatever Oh, it's not. Oh, it's on AfterBuzz TV. That's right. That's that guy, Christian. You rock! Alright, several Texans had to go take care of some business. But I'm here to say, have a nice day. And listen to the damn show. Good afternoon to all of our Merry Marvelites out there. Welcome! to a very special Marvel movie talk on a special day and time right here on the Bladcast Network. Welcome to the Bladcast. As the great Stan Lee would say, Excelsior! Excelsior.